All right. Welcome, everybody. This is episode number 87 of Sports Cards Live. I want to welcome you all to the show. A little bit of a different opening tonight as this is the second feature of a double feature evening. I am really happy and honored to have my man Rodman Martinez live from Honduras to join me. So let's go ahead right now and bring him onto the screen. There he is, Rodman. How are you doing tonight, my man? I'm doing great, man. It, uh, it's it's a pleasure being here. Uh, like I told you the other time, uh, part of my Saturday routines is just laying back, pouring a drink, and watching some watching your lives. So I'm just excited to be here, man. Well, that <laughs> I love it. You got a drink poured for tonight? Of course. Of course. Right. Here. <laughs> Yeah, it's a nice, it's a sipper too, I see. Very nice. Well, it's, um, you know, as I said, it, it it's great to have you. You know, I wanted to make the episode, usually I do what I call after hours, after my first show on Saturday night. But after, and this is to take nothing away from anyone I've ever had on before, but after our meeting the other night, I thought to myself, you know what, I, I want to make this a, a genuine Sports Cars Live episode and so I just I just branded it that way. It doesn't it's neither here nor there, but it's to me it's just something I wanted to do. So I did. Now I want to I want to make a point of mentioning everybody. If you were tuned in from the beginning, you saw the message "Stop Asian Hate." This is a a graphic that was I think originally posted on Instagram by Spinatron, and it really resonated with me. Um, obviously, I'm not Asian. You can tell by looking at me. My last name I do have. My last name is Lee. It is the most common last name in the world, and I share it with a lot of Asian people. That has nothing to do with why I did it. Why I did it was I saw something on the news from Atlanta after the tragic tragic events of this past week uh, where they were speaking about or, or showing a young family, this young girl, like two, three-year-old little, little baby girl lost her mother to the tragic events and it really really uh hit home with me because i have a two and a four-year-old and i i just i just can't imagine it and you know it, it's just important that we as a community i think you know the hobby is it's a, we're a strong force in the hobby we're, we're we're getting bigger and bigger and i just wanted to um really share share the message that spinatron put out there it got a lot of traction on instagram it was nice to see and I just feel it's important. I don't usually go off onto political sort of things, but this is not political. This is humanitarian and it's important. And, and I, I recognize that there are a lot of other humanitarian um, tragedies and issues going on in the world, but this just happened. And uh, I just wanted to share. So we're going to keep that overlay on for the, for the evening. Stop Asian hate uh, spelled out in cards, which I think is just appropriate for this is hobby content. So we are going to do that for the evening. All right. <clears throat> important stuff. Well, it's all important, but that that piece, um, I don't want to say out of the way because it's not. It's going to be there for the for the night, but I, I'm going to stop uh, and we're going to move on to hobby talk now. So thank you, everybody, for joining. It is great to have you. If you were uh, with, with me for the last episode with Tyler Nethercott, I appreciate that. If you were just watching Josh and Chris on the crossover, I welcome you from that show, I kind of Rodman. I kind of feel like when you're watching a when you're watching a sport a sporting event, and all of a sudden it ends, and you go into the one that's already live, and they they welcome the people from the last show over. You know, that's what I exactly. kind of feel like. Right. We just, right? So, want to want to welcome everybody who is watching the crossover over to Sports Cards Live. Rodman Martinez, 
from Nick from uh, the Honduras is here with us. So, Rodman, one of you know one of the things I wanted to do was explain to everybody how you and I even know each other. You know, and yep. it's it's actually a really cool story. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna let everybody know. Here's what happened. Two years ago, to the month, I had sort of I had just started getting into '90s basketball inserts, and more specifically, Michael Jordan. I went onto the blowout forums and I made a post, basically saying, "Hey, what are the most important Michael Jordan inserts of the '90s? I want to I want to go buy buy some." And you know, like I was kind of like between X and Y in terms of value, and I got a bunch of responses to to the thread that I put out there. But I also got a a private message, unsolicited private message, came into my inbox on blowout forums that I wasn't uh, wasn't expecting or anything like that, and I'm going to put it on the screen right now. Okay, here's here it is again. I opened it up one day, and here's what I got to read. From as you can see from Rodman Martinez, this is March third, two thousand nineteen. Hey man, saw you recently posted a thread asking about MJ cards. I would be glad to help you figure it out. As an MJ collector myself, it would be my pleasure to help you out. I noticed you see, I noticed you seem new to the hobby. Is that correct? I would love to. Little know did I you. know. Hey. Little did I know. Yeah, I you would not, love. I mean, you are not even close to being new. <laughs> I would love to know how you came upon this great hobby. Regards, Rodman. So you know, I show you this because again, the quality of the guest here, the qual, just the kind of guy he is. He reached out to me unsolicited and offered his help. And I thought to myself, wow, this is the hobby. And, and I knew, I've been, I'm, you know, I'm almost, I'm, I'm almost 50 years old. I, I know I don't look it, guys. I know I don't look it, but I'm almost 50 years old. And I've been in a hobby my whole life. So uh, I kind of, I smiled, I grinned, I chuckled at the, you see, new to the hobby part. I was new to that branch of it or new-ish to that branch, but I was so... Um, I just so thankful for the message. I wrote him back. We had a back and forth. And that's kind of what started our, our friendship, if you will. Uh, you know, fast forward, uh, uh, fast forward about what, five months. And the national comes along the Chicago national in 2019 Rodman. And uh, we got to meet exactly. and we hung out. We, you got the, the picture when we met. Oh, you know what? It's on my it's on my phone. I forgot to I forgot to call it up, but it's on my it's on my Instagram. It's on my phone. It's a picture of you, me, and Adam, the real 27 guy that I have. Because we we sat down together for, I don't know, maybe an hour just in an area at the show. And here I am trying to find it right now, but I probably won't be able to find right. it quick enough. Do you no, have it handy? Actually, um good thing you brought up the the blowout uh message because uh before Instagram and social media, we only had blowout, right? And it was very impersonal because you didn't you didn't know who was behind the the username, right? So to me, actually, oh, that's a great picture. There we are. To me, it came it kind of came natural, right? Because um, when I every time I see a, a new collector, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is if I can be of any help, I will gladly provide it, right? Because uh, I knew I was an, I was uh, a new collector when I tried to come back in 2013. So if 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 I would have had someone like to mentor me or, or, or teach me a lot of things, would have been much helpful, right? So 
Uh, any help I can bring to the hobby, I mean, to MJ collectors, we welcome them with open arms. I mean, yeah, the message it just it just it just affirmed for me how awesome the hobby is, how awesome many of the people in the hobby are. And I mean, you can see the authenticity of that message. <laughs> I don't like we should all strive to, especially now. 2020, 2021, so many new people coming into the hobby. And so many of these new people are looking for guidance. They're looking for quality content. They're looking for experience. They're looking for good suggestions, right? And guys I mean, like you can can provide that. Of course, of course. And, you know, it is a hobby, but at the end of the day, there's always competition. And and I kind of get it when, when when there's like a new the new guy in town, like, you start seeing those auctions getting 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 banned, or all of a sudden you see these new top bidder. Like, you, well, when you had Josh here, that's actually how you guys met, right? Like, uh, we were discussing, like, the MJ collectors were discussing, like, wow, these cards are setting new highs. Who's this new? Who's this new? Like, guy that's winning all the nice Jordans, all the nice PSA tens, and well, it turned out to be you. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that so what 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 he's talking about there is again it goes back to about two years ago i was you know I've, again i've been collecting my whole life uh, many many of the viewers know that but i'm always looking for new things to interest me because you know I'm, I'm a hockey guy predominantly but i've my hockey collection is really it's where i want it to be for the most part aside from you know i'm still chipping away at other things but I, I got into the Jordan 90s inserts at a very good time, you know, in hindsight. And I was, I remember it was a couple of auctions during that month when I was like, I was just picking off some cards. And I, what I do when I go into a new area of the hobby, I say to myself, okay, I'm going to go spend X amount of dollars on this, on this genre within. And then pretty much I'm, I'm going to stop. For a bit, which I never stopped with this one because I love it too much. But this one being the Jordan, the basketball stuff. But I went, I bought a bunch of cards, and several, several of those cards were, as you said, kind of like um, all-time highs. And you know, at the time, I, you know, it can be nervous. It can be, it can be nerve-wracking setting those sorts of bars. But as we've seen, you know, now they're now they're bargains. I mean, some cards that I picked up have, you know, they're obviously they've gone they've gone up in value. But what happened was I was. After I, I bought those cards, I was going on a walk and I'm listening to House of Jordans with Chris McGill, Christina, and Brian. And I'm listening and they're talking about, they're talking about this new bidder they've never seen before. And I'm thinking, I go to, I, I, I'm listening as I'm doing something in my desk and I'm like, oh, hey, they're talking about me. How funny is that? So I sent Chris a message on, on Instagram saying, hey, you know, that was me in case you thought there was any funny business going on. No, I'm, I'm a legitimate bidder. I bought these cards and they're, they're on their way to me. And so then that started up, that started off sort of that friendship for me with, with Chris, which is now going again, like two years strong as well. So your, your bidding caused a stir on, on the MJ community. So it, what you would cost a stir. Like, a stir. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're the conversation of the hobby for a, for a, for a while. That's too, that's too funny. It wasn't, certainly wasn't my intention, but I, I sometimes think when you're going to go into a new area of the hobby, you kind you almost, you have to pounce because 
like you said, it caused a stir. So if you're going to cause a stir, you better do your damage before the stir you caused yep. has the effect of driving up prices and making other people think, whoa, I better get in too before this mysterious bidder buys a bunch of new cards. And now what we've seen in the last year and a half or just under is a whole bunch of new bidders coming in and a whole bunch of people scrambling to get cards before they get up too fast because to some extent, many people suffer from a, to a degree from FOMO. That's what, what causes volatility in every market. I mean, when, when there's a spike in demand, you start asking yourself questions like, okay, if, if this card pops up next at auction, like I got to make a move because it could go way higher. So, so, I mean, that's the market dynamics. And at the end, uh, what we've seen with this market is if you overpay today, eventually it will, it will look like a bargain in a couple of years. So that's the beauty of this, this hobby is that um, if you're, if you're in it for the long run, and not just thinking in, in a short time period looking for a flip, even if the market goes down in the next couple of months, you're still gonna be okay. Cause if you look a couple of years later, the market is gonna correct itself. Yeah, I yeah, that's a I agree completely with that. And that's been my mantra, my 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 modus operandi to a degree. Because I when I when I was buying those cards at those all-time highs, it wasn't the first time that I had let's overpaid isn't the right word, but just for sake of discussion, it wasn't the first time that I overpaid for a card. I'd done it before. And you, but as, as the time goes by, the years go by, the decades go by, you realize that if a card's worth $5,000 in 2008, but you pay, you pay 6,000 for it or 6,500 or seven grand, it couldn't be okay if you're willing to wait it out. And I'm, I'm using, this is an actual card I bought. I, I'm speaking, I'll tell you the card. In 2007 or 2008, I bought a 1951 Bowman Mickey Mantle in a PSA 6. I paid $6,500 for it at the time, and I bought it very impulsively without knowing much about it. I bought it. I saw. I found the card with four minutes left in the auction, something like that. I put in a snipe bid. I won the card. Looked over at my roommate at the time. I go, Sean, I just spent $6,500 on a Mickey Mantle rookie. He's like, what, Jer? I'm like, I know, I know. And then I went and looked at at comps. I'm like, uh-oh, I overpaid. And I was like a little bit upset. Put the card away. Didn't worry about it. A few years go by. It's now worth double what I paid triple. And today, I mean, you can see comps. It's, it's a six-figure card. So I'm not, because of that lesson, I am not afraid at times to overpay for a card. Because again, I'm a long-term hold guy. I'm, I'm you know, when it comes to these these really quality pieces. So completely agree with what you said. And it, and I think it takes some, a bit of experience or insight or even savvy, if I can say that to be willing to do that, but you have to know the market and the hobby, not the market so much as know the hobby and some of the trends that have happened over time to, to decide when to do that. Now, if you're going to overpay for a card or over again, I don't like that term because you're paying I only overpaid by what, 50 bucks? There was an underbidder on that. So someone else was willing to pay quite a bit. But if you are going to break a record, smash a record type of thing, I would recommend doing it on a player who was iconic, legendary, Hall of Famer, that sort of thing. What are your thoughts on that? 
No, I'm, I'm, I agree. I mean, it, it all depends on what you're buying. And especially if you, if you like what you're buying, it's not going to be tough to hold. Uh, most of the times people get in, get into certain, certain cards just because of hype or just because they're following certain trends. And when they're, when they're, they buy, they could buy at the peak. And if the card co dramatically goes down, it, it, it could be hard keeping a card, especially if you don't like it. And if you just bought it out of FOMO. So I know we, we, we hear this a lot on most of the, 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 uh, of the platforms. I mean, everyone's discussing about FOMO, but it is a reality and you see it all the time. And you see these spikes in certain markets and all of a sudden the, the hype cools, cools off and, and you see dramatic prices uh, dropping. So at the end of the day, uh, it might, might some sound, um like not truthful but it is i mean just buy what you like and and once you do that and you'll be fine holding a card even if if it's it's worth half of what you paid so yeah, that's a I big mean, lesson i think yeah uh, yeah i think you're right now i think i can speak for most people when i say we don't we don't want to see our cards go down in value but if they but do if it happens i mean and be ready like yeah be, go into it knowing that it's a it's a definite possibility right now right now in the last you know during during the last year it it almost feels like it's impossible for cards to go down in value i do recognize that some people are getting a little bit nervous right now uh you know the michael jordan psa 10 fleer rookie sold last night on pwcc for four hundred and sixty five thousand dollars, which is hundreds of thousands of dollars less than the card sold for on golden uh, in January, February for 700, 720 with buyer's premium, that sort of thing. I don't think that that's a, a bubble bursting. I don't even think it's a correction. I think those were outliers based on a lot of hype, which is fine. I mean, the hobby, the hobby is exciting. The sports is hype. It, it's so much fun. I, and if you think about it, like people, some people are concerned about the hobby because M day sold for 465 instead of 700. Do I need to remind everybody? That card is 50 grand a year ago. It's still up nine to 10 times what it was then. I don't think it's anything I mean, to worry about. No, I, I know. And if if you're new to the hobby, I can understand the concern. But if you've been in, in, in this hobby, in this market for, for, let's say, three to the five years, the numbers we're seeing today, like you said, we hadn't seen or even dreamt of. I mean, we, we, someone would have told me five years ago, Rodman, if you're spending X amount, spend double because the prices five years from now are going to be what, what they are. I mean, but but then again, uh, coming back to, to the collector part is when, when I was buying three years ago, four or five years ago, I, I wasn't purely I mean, I mean, I wasn't buying purely on an investment point of view. I was just buying because I wanted the cards and I wanted certain cards in in and. That was just like my collecting uh, mindset, right? I wasn't concerned about much about values as as much as people do today. I mean, if some people expect like if you if they buy a card today, if it will double in a month, I mean that's like what they're what they're expecting. But we, we didn't see that uh, a couple of years ago, so it, it shouldn't be the norm. And and even so, if if there is a correction. I've always said it and I can't stress enough about it is corrections are a sign of a healthy market. So 
for us collectors, it's like buying time. I mean, it's the perfect buying opportunity. So I'm I'm not I'm not gonna get gonna get mad if prices drop because there's a lot of cards I still want. So I mean, it just depends on on the point of view and 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 how you see this hobby and 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 what you're exactly doing in it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like you know, when we when I got it, I won't speak to we, but when I got into the hobby, really in the very early eighties, it wasn't, it had nothing to do with value. There was, there was no Beckett for me in the early eighties to, to assign a value to my cards. I just wanted to complete my sets every year, have these, have these little two and a half by three and a half inch cardboard pieces of paper that, that represented the players that I watched on TV and saw in the standings and were drafting in my pools and that sort of thing. But it brings me to something you just said where, you know, collectors don't necessarily care about the values and don't necessarily care if they come down too much. But I wonder, even myself, you know, I started out very authentic and as, as a true collector, like the far end of the collecting spectrum. And now it's like I'm, I'm moving my way towards investor where sometimes I buy cards for investment. Sometimes I buy them for purely collection and sometimes they're somewhere in between. And I wonder, like, at what point for guys like you and me who have been doing this for a very long time, at what point do we actually care more that our cards are valuable? Because especially if you have, you know, cards of significant value, it's now become a big part of our net worth, let's say. It's something that we could convert into a vehicle or a home or paying for a wedding for a kid or an education these are significant capital expenditures that parents make or might make for their family. And now, you know, it's like I could sell a card and, and take care of that expense and it doesn't come out of the bank. So that, that makes the value very important to me. Anyway, do you have any of that going on in your head? Well, of course. I mean, when I was spending, let's, let's just say five, six, seven years ago, uh, maybe spending a hundred, five hundred on a card, you, you it could sound like that wasn't like necessarily investing. But when you're pouring in thousands of dollars into a card, it, the collecting side of it, I mean, the the investing side of it, I mean, it's got to support your collecting uh, side, right? So at the end of the day, uh, with this market, especially with the with the prices of certain cards, I mean. It, it's kind of hard to separate the collector from the investor, but at the end of the at the end of the day, you're going to pursue cards you like and you really want or have wanted for a long time. So, at the end of the day, it kind of makes it easier to spend the amount of, of, of dollars we spend on certain cards because they're chase cards, they're they're hobby cards, and and at the end of the day you're you're more than willing to pay that amount because you believe in in, in 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 that market or you believe in that player or that set or that that specific card so i understand that and like you said i know for some people especially the ones that got in early it could be ch life-changing money like cashing in out at, at where we where we're at at the market and i and i and i, and I wouldn't blame anyone considering i i mean it, it it's 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 life i mean you you can't you can't just look just at the hobby aspect of this and 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 overlook a, a, a big amount of money but um to me i especially don't get any motivation regarding to 
what my cards could represent if I turn them into cash. I mean, I'm I'm much more happy with with the cards than with just a bunch of cash. I mean, what am I going to do with it? I mean, eventually spend it on on stupid stuff. So yeah, or or I'll I'll spend it back. I'll put it back in and buy more cards. So uh, yeah, it, it's I mean it, it all depends on where you're at and and but then again, there's nothing wrong with cashing out. I mean, I, I understand that it could be life changing money to a lot of people, and maybe. I mean, like I said, I mean, kudos to them. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, it's, it, it definitely crosses them simply because it's a, it's a possibility that we could sell some cards for significant dollars. Since that, that possibility exists, it crosses our minds. But I've had the exact same thought. You know, what am I going to do with that money? I, you know. I drive a car that my, my vehicle is probably worth 15,000 Canadian dollars, which is what, like 12 grand US, you know, it's not my car. It's a 2013. It, it, I don't care. I could take a card and buy a vehicle, but I have no interest in doing that. I want my cards, especially for a vehicle, which just depreciates very quickly. Right. So if I were to sell cards of significant value, what am I going to do with that money? I would rather have it in cardboard than the stock market. That's proven to be very successful for me. And I would just go buy cards. But why would I sell a card that I really want that I already have for other cards that I, you know, may not want as much? So I know there's and you know that not to not to put that out, you know, in the face of the whole consolidation strategy that a lot of people are doing cuz yeah, that makes sense too. If if that's where you're at right now, and and, and then you know it, it does it does kind of help you as a means to your end. So there's all of course just different approaches. Okay. Now I do want to get into a bit about your history in the hobby, why you collect MJ. Is there anything else you collect before we do that? Let's see who we have with us. We've already been going for 27 minutes, and we haven't even got to the comments yet. Very uncharacteristic for me in the show. So let's say we got Vic Rios here, someone I've never seen before. If you're still here, Vic. Welcome to the show. Courtside Collectible says, what up, Rodman? Dennis says, made it for number two. Let's get into some Jordan SCL, my favorite YouTube going. Thank you so much, Dennis. Really appreciate it. Latrell Sprewell says, Rodman, you the man. I mean, that's that's just fact right there. Master Damus, good evening to you. We got Frankie in the house. Good evening, Frankie. Really good to see you. We got Yam. The, the legendary Yamwax has graced us tonight. Yam, good evening to you. Happy to have you with us. Amazid, good evening to you. Hockey Hockey is back. Is this the Rodman, the Chirps guys on the crossover? That's the Rodman, the Chirps guys on the crossover, for sure, for sure. He goes on to say, Rodman is correct. Jordan is the GOAT, and there can only be one. Again, nothing against the LeBron collectors we have in the room right now. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to you guys as well. Card collector, thank you, Jay Lee. Glad you enjoyed the show with Tyler. We have Jordan Hagedorn in the hobby. Rodman's an absolute goat, the epitome of a great hobbyist. Much love. I got to concur. I got to concur. Josh Christensen, good evening. Really happy to have you live. Came from the crossover. Very cool. Guys, if you're new to Sports Cards Live, hit that thumbs up. But subscribe. More importantly, subscribe. I'm going to I'm gonna say it. I don't usually do this. I'm going to say it. I, I try to bring, I think I do, the best guests in hobby content going. One of my goals is to show you the personalities behind the accounts, the personalities behind the card companies, the businesses, the brands, and the hobby. Let's meet the people out there. 
you know, before we make assumptions and stuff like that, I try to do that and bring bring the personal side of the hobby to you. And uh, this is episode number 87. So there's 86 episodes in the archives. Check them out if you'd like, but please give me the subscribe. And I look forward to seeing you all back here in future episodes. You can see on the ticker right now what is coming up. Billy Celio, product manager, Upper Deck next Saturday, April 3rd. Tim Getch, the founder and CEO of ComC, will be joining. So let's, you know, there's a lot of criticism out there on ComC right now. Slow turnaround times, shipping times, all that. Let's hear what he has to say. Give him the opportunity to speak to you, hear what he has to say. And then April 10th, Ken Golden, the legend, the hobby legend, Ken Golden, will be joining me on April 10th. It'll be a second time on the show, and he's going to have a lot to say. I'm looking forward to having Ken back again. We got Kickdown in the house, the IG Goat Rodman. Very, very true. Thank you, Kickdown. Chris Noel, you're bubbly like a 16-year-old girl, though. I'll take that as a compliment, Chris. I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> Thank you very much. JOM619, welcome to the show. Mr. Martinez, drinking the good stuff. We got Brian Kingsley back again. Hello, Brian. Shout out for Chrissy Buckets. Very nice. Yeah, Chrissy Buckets, great account on Instagram. Vic Rios, I set all-time highs only to be a low. Okay, we got some Facebook users. Facebook user, Facebook user, I feel the same way about Pro Vintage Rookies. Goes on to say, but people are getting way more savvy. Old school collectors are recognizing these trends. They were here when you sniped the mantle. They will be here in 10 years. Yeah, you know, that's one thing about the hobby, right, Rodman? You've got the people that are lifers, myself, yourself, and then you've got the transients. They come and go with trends. And I think we, in 2020, we picked up a lot of those guys. But what I'm, what I do think is going to happen, and I want to hear your take on this. I think a lot of the people that got in in 2020 because of dollar signs, because of headlines because of golden auctions and heritage auctions you know especially ken golden on cnbc all the time a lot of them we will it will have sparked their collector gene do you think we're going to be able to do you think a lot of the people that came in in 2020 for dollar signs are actually going to love the hobby like you and i do and stick around i think um there's a good percentage that will stay uh if, if you look at social media uh can give you a perspective on that Who, who's really in it for 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 the hobby aspect out of it and who's in it just for the, the the business side of it and you can see that trend easily just just by certain certain how they share stuff what they like to talk about and uh i think the collector side of it uh, will will sh overshadow the, the the investment side of it and i mean just just look back it, we didn't have too much content creators like we do today. That's something important as well, because uh, I mean, in a way, it's it's you have more stuff to absorb and and put your mind into it. And I mean, I'm always constantly thinking about the hobby, even if I'm at work or if I'm just doing something on the side. I'm constantly checking eBay or seeing if there's new new content. I mean, new new cre content creation on YouTube or any of the platforms. And uh, I mean, I think at the end, uh, if they're in the market, the, a good percentage will stay. I mean, that's just my take on it. it. It's my take too, because the hobby's cool. Cards are cool. They're fun. They connect us to our childhood. They're nostalgic. They connect us to yeah. the athletes, the teams that we watch on TV every day. It, it's more than just, as was said on my last show, it's more than just pictures of sweaty men on pieces of cardboard. It's really their historical artifacts, among other things.
Here's a comment from Brian Schulman. He says, the Jordan went from 250,000 to 700,000 overnight with nothing in between. That isn't logical to begin with. And I, I get the comment. It makes sense to me. Nothing in between. So now we're getting to that in between, which is a reset and will then allow the market to gain confidence again because, you know, it's easier to pay four, 465 than it is 720. So now people are like, okay, 720 was too much. I can get in now. And we might see that gradual progression up and up. And eventually it's going to happen at some point in time in the future. A Jordan card, the 86 PSA 10 will sell for more than $720,000. I want to bring up the Derek Jeter 93 SP PSA 10 that just sold for $690,000. I forget who it was with. I apologize for getting what auction house that was with but it just sold and people are disappointed that it didn't sell for a million dollars. And I'm thinking to myself that don't be disappointed. This is perfect. This is where you, this is where you want it to be. You don't want it to go from the, I don't know what the previous high was, but whatever it was, you don't want it to go from there to a million because the same thing would happen with the Jordan. Now I recognize that the, the pop is a lot lower, like under two dozen on the Jeter versus 320 or so on the Jordan. But nonetheless, these are big dollars. So it's it's healthy that it didn't just shoot up to a million bucks. If that was sold on Golden, it might have. Maybe, maybe not. We, we will never know. It's almost healthier that it didn't because now the next one might sell for more than the last one did. And because of the low pop, it, it very likely will. So any comments on that, Rodman, like kind of Wait, contrasting you know, Jeter to the Jordan? That's, that's the thing with, with the hobby and and market trends everyone loves to be a cheerleader when someone else is when someone else makes a, a, a huge purchase right it's like uh we 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 build up from there and hype comes from from these big purchases i don't know if i was breaking breaking down it's okay we're me? good we got yeah we gotcha okay we okay sorry i thought, I thought it was breaking out so we, we kind of feed off those record sales, right? So so the market kind of like loves to cheerlead, I mean, loves loves to act like that like, like the cheerleader every time there's like these huge record sales. So I can understand when when the the hype kind of like like slows down and, and you, you don't see a new record every time. But then again, I mean, it's it's normal. It's part of the market, and uh, like you said, eventually it will it will correct itself, and and we, we will eventually see another 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 new high. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, let's go on to Joe's comment. He says, "I'm curious if Rodman has both PSA and BGS slabs, and whether he has any big Jordan cards that are still raw. Other thoughts on cur on the current grading milieu? So, and this was on our this was on our agenda to talk about." you know, your collecting habits. And why don't you, here's a great segue. And to, to everybody that's watching, I, I want to let you know, we are, we are, it's 1022 where I am right now. The comment we're on is at 1004, meaning we're about 18 minutes behind on comments. That's probably going to be a trend because there's a lot of comments coming through. So we will get to them and it, it may seem a little bit late, but we're going to do it anyway. So Rodman, Tell us a little bit about your history in the hobby. You know, how'd you get into it? Why MJ? And then lead into Joe's question about PSA and BGS. That's, I, I get asked that question a lot and I'm, I'm going to get into that. Well, like most of us, I started collecting in, in the nineties uh, as a kid. Um, 
I, my mom used to take me to a store here locally and just, I would buy packs and hope to pull a Jordan. I mean, I was a fan of MJ prior to knowing cards and beginning into the hobby. So it was kind of natural for me to chase MJ because I was already a fan of his. And uh, I just, I don't know, MJ is a big part of me uh, because of the hobby, but at the same time, um, it, 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 it's, it's, there's this big part of me that loves, um, loves like reminiscing in, in what, what was my childhood and cards kind of like take me back to when I was just a, a small kid and didn't have a care in the world. And I would just enjoy playing basketball, watching MJ play and just collect cards. And I, I think that sentimental connection is what keeps us doing this and loving it so much. Uh, and uh, why MJ? I mean, because I watched him play. That's a, I mean, that's a huge part of it. And it, that's why it's kind of hard, like, uh, liking other players that I, I didn't get to watch. Um, MJ is is the representation of, of winning. And if, if, if you want to, like, mention who's who's the best at something you always you always reference he's the jordan of export or, or x activity so that's what mj represents it's 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 winning winning mentality and um i just love all of all of that uh and uh can i add i want to yeah. add i want to add one thing winning but it's also competition and hard work which exactly. i think we we all respect in him because not everybody works so hard not everybody competes so hard and he kind of shows you what can be possible not that everyone has his 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 genetic athletic ability of course but hard work and competition can really uh balance things out for you and i think he he does he he exemplifies that so i'm sorry please yes. continue and regarding to the question PSA and BGS, I mean, I have nothing but respect for both companies. Uh, I have collected both. I own cards from each of the companies. Uh, I own raw cards, but uh, those are in my binder. Those are more like the, the cards that probably are not worth getting graded. Um, and I, I actually, I, I love them both, but uh, I, I, I recently, shifted towards PSA. I'm not going to lie. I shifted towards PSA. I kind of like, kind of like their slaps better. Uh, you get to appreciate the card better. And I have, uh, I have an OCD. So when I lay them out, I, I, I kind of need that like uniformity. And with BG, BGS, it's kind of tough because you have different colored slabs. So if you don't have the same grade, you don't get that consistency with PSA. It doesn't matter if it's a PSA five or a PSA 10, you get the same uniformity and I kind of love that. So yeah. that's my take on both companies. I I like uniformity as well. I have cards from both as well, but that that's a great little segue into the second part of Joe's question about the current grading milieu. And if you, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to interpret that part of his question to mean, you know, we saw, we've seen uh, HGA and CSG enter the market recently and HGA, let's talk about them for a second. They're coming out with this, different colored labels within the slab to match the card. So on the one hand, a lot of people love it. They think they look great. They love the color match oh. aspect, 
but the uniformity is absent. What is what is your take on that? I actually like the slaps. Uh, they 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 kind of like pop, make the card pop because they make it like you could ask for them to match the colors of the card. So that kind of like blend, makes it blend blend in, and and it's nice. Uh, for me, I don't know. I would have to give them more time uh, to be a more established uh, company before I would dip my toes in into it. And uh, with old school collectors, it's, it's going to be tough to make them shift from BGS or PSA to any of the new companies. I agree. And as Ken Gold said on, on one of his recent Instagram lives, he's not going to be accepting HGA or I'll just put it this way. He won't be accepting anything but PSA, BGS, and SGC cards into his auctions until at least, I believe he said 2025. And he had some really good reasons for that, I thought, because there, you know, it, it's, there is the uh, opportunity for manipulation by people who have a, a stake in these companies to prop up values of cards in their slabs. And he wants to make sure that the hobby accepts them as legitimate gr- third-party authentication companies before he has them on his platform. And while I think that is going to be a bit of a challenge for these new companies early on, I think it's going to have a good impact on the hobby and on them. It's going to force them to be good at what they're doing. It's going to force them to grade properly, to put out a good product, because it's going to be worthwhile for them, I would think, to get onto the the golden platform. So I really commend him for that move. I'm happy about it. Um, I think it's it's a healthy a healthy move, and um, and in the long run, should benefit HGA. And, uh, and and CSG. Okay, a couple more comments. Cardporn says, two good-looking roosters right there. Who Who's in your frame with your... I only see Rodman over there, but thank you very much, Cardporn. Goes, I love this comment, but goes on to say, family, then cards, then everything else. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, that's that, that explains me pretty much to a T, <laughs> right? Yeah, career, job. It's in there somewhere. It's in there somewhere in that chain. Um, Steve Sir said a, a while ago, now 20 minutes ago, you know, he he mainly collects hockey, but recently watched The Last Dance. Takeaway, Jordan is awesome. So are Pippen and Rodman. Why are their rookies so much lower? I mean, you want to take that very quickly, Rodman? I don't get it. Um, but again, the, the market sometimes speaks for themselves. I mean, when... When they want, when you have to put money into something, if you if you're not exactly a, a follower or a fan of a player, it's kind of hard to put in money on 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 something that it's not like everyone looks for for the best player, right? Unless you're you're a player collector. So, regarding to prices, uh, what I think is probably Pippen and and but actually Rodman cards are much more expensive than Pippen, specifically with Pippen. He doesn't have that huge fan base because at the end he wasn't the main star at, at the Bulls, so that kind of like uh, hurts his value. And a big or large collecting fan base is what makes their prices go up because you have uh, more demand for 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 their cards, and eventually the, those prices will will represent the, the demand that they have. So. That's my take on it. Yeah, that's a great take. I, I agree with that completely. And MJ just shines above everybody else. I mean, you said earlier that, you know, we we say that, you know, this guy's the Michael Jordan of that or the, the Mike, you know, of that or this or whatever. We, 
I, I'll just throw out there: Wayne Gretzky is often spoken of in the same at the, in the same high regard. I just bring up Gretzky because I'm I'm a hockey guy. I'm a basketball. Anyway, we'll keep going. Um, I like I, I'm going to bring up this comment by Chris Noel just because I love Steely Dan. Peg is one of my favorite songs of all time. So Chris, if you're still watching, we got that in common for sure. Yeah, Steve Sir loves Steely Dan as well. Uh, Latrell Sprewell says, Rodman, what is your favorite '90s card? PMGs, Rubies, Credentials, or something else? That's a tough question. Uh, I would go with I. I don't want to be biased, but I think I'll go with credentials. Yeah, really, ninety-seven, really. ninety-eight. It's really beautiful. I mean, right. I could stare at it. Very nice cards. Very, very nice cards for sure. For sure, card collector. Thank you very much. We're having fun chit-chatting. Thoughts on tennis cards? I think there's definitely opportunity into tennis cards. Uh, Marcus McD wants a Rodman. Are you into this top shot craze? Nope. No. Nope. nope. We got my man Mike from Eastridge says, I have my investment cards, but my main collections, I don't care if they go up or down. Yeah, that's right. I hear that for sure. For sure. We got Brett from Stacking Slabs in the house. I'm sure you're all familiar with the Stacking Slabs podcast. What's good, Rodman? One of the best out there. No doubt. No doubt. Michael Petkus met Rodman in 2019 National at an after party, just like I did. Well, not an after party, at the party itself, but very good, very good. Yes, Steve, this is episode number 87, the Sidney Crosby episode. Uh, card Collector says, Jay Lee, do you have no Tyler's Instagram account? Yes, it is at Drummond Card Collector. Drummond Card Collector. JOM619 Sports Cards. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Rodman certainly ups the game for me. No doubt. Brent Criswell, welcome back again. Happy to have you. Michael Ham loves Jordan. His stuff just getting out of my range. You are not alone. Getting, I mean, I watched a card end tonight that, man, I wish I bought it. I mean, it's broken record. Just like everybody. I wish I bought it two years ago, but a cut above PSA 9 tonight sold for like 16.5. Oh my God, what a gorgeous card. I would have loved, I would love, one, I, I regret not buying two years ago when I was on my buying rampage. Basketball card therapy, Matt Rodman in Dallas, such a nice dude. Yeah, he sure, sure is, sure is. Uh, Chris Noel thinks Dame is uh, Damian Lillard is undervalued in basketball. Michael Ham says the investment side is driving the market with all these companies coming in. It will drive the hobby and its potential. Yeah, I mean, I do think that the, all the fractionals are certainly driving the high end, which is going to drag up the mid and low end or the lower ends for sure. What are your thoughts on that, Rodman, in terms of, the fractional companies buying a lot of these cards at these auctions, offering them on their platforms, but they're buying cards. It almost seems like without even caring what they're paying. It's like they need to deploy their capital and they'll pay whatever it takes. What are your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, we, we hear this side a, a, a lot, right? Like uh, these maybe fractionals or, or, or head hedge funds may, getting into uh, the hobby, but but then again, uh, where's where's it? Where's, we don't we don't have any confirmation from that other than all making public that they bought the LeBron and these other cards. But other than that, I mean, I, I take it more as speculation because we're we're really not sure who's behind all these record breaking sales, especially at Golden. But um, if if we see these cards pop up later at one of these fractional companies it'll make more sense. But then again, like Josh says from Cardboard Chronicles, reveal yourselves. I mean, we want to know who's behind these record, I mean, record breaking prices, but 
eventually if, if they don't surface, we're, we're not, we're not going to know. So when the, the Wayne Gretzky tops PSA 10 sold at heritage in December for 790,000, I think it was that card has now been offered on rally. So we have, you know, we've seen some of it and we know what, what alt has bought of course over, over the past little bit. Cause uh, they, they show it on Instagram, that sort of thing. But yeah, I agree. We don't know where all these cards are going. And, you know, except for when people do reveal that we know where the, the PSA nine Mickey Mantle went for 5.2 million. You know, we know where, where the Jordan, the golden Jordan at 720 went to the rapper whose name escapes me right now. Timberland, so we, uh, the music producer. Timberland. Yeah, sorry. Timbaland. Right. Yeah. So we, we are seeing, we are seeing some, but it seems to me like these, these super high end cards are selling at super high end amounts and are dragging up the mid I don't, it's not even mid. They're dragging up these cards that were a thousand dollars, you know, a couple of years ago to twenty thousand today, or they were five hundred a couple of years ago. They're five grand today. It's okay. Let's each, each just each record price just bring brings this question that we love and hate. It's like then how much is this card worth, or how much is my card worth? I mean, it's just. I mean, we we kind of like reflect our collections with with these big big uh ending prices so uh like you said it's just part of part of the the wave they create like or the trickle down effect on on the rest of the prices for sure for sure card porn says rodman is it better to wait to purchase a jordan grail or cut your losses and buy more of his cards of lesser value so yeah, i think it's a good question it's a great question um well i went through um, well, my collection has evolved uh, since last time I, I did a, a, an inter interview of this type. It was with Josh from Cardboard Chronicles. And my collection looks really different from what it looked. Uh, I don't know how much, how, how long was that? Maybe two, two three years ago. Um, and I, I mean, collections evolve. Uh, you, if, if you don't have the equity to purchase uh, Grail right now, the best option is, is going... Or, or going through cheaper or more attainable cards now, wait for those to appreciate. And when you have that opportunity to grab that grail, try securing it first and then unload and, and go through that consolidation process. Sell off some of your collection to make that purchase possible. If you can get there emotionally, if, if you can if you can let go of those cards that you bought, because you might grow to love them. It happens to me all the time. I buy it thinking, maybe I'll let it go. But then I just like, nah, I can't let it go. It's the whole consolidation, uh, you know, strategy, which has been very talked about a lot over the last year. It's like, I can't, I just can't do it. Like I've done it. I shouldn't, I'll sell cards that I bought when I buy collections, but as far as selling PC pieces to consolidate, can't bring myself to do it. Just doesn't, doesn't work for me. And it's, a, it's an emotional thing more than anything. Uh, Milan says Derek Jeter sold without celebrity pumps, etc. Pure collector item. I love hearing that. That's really that's really great to hear. I like Frankie's comment here. Two years ago, selling for a million was a rarity. Now people are disappointed when they don't. What a time to collect, right? I mean, as as Ken Golden said recently, up until his auction a couple of weeks ago, there were only ever ten cards ever that sold for over a million dollars, and in one night he sold five. So you know that's just a that, that's a big deal that's a big increase in that population and like frankie says what a time to collect we got carvin chung with us everybody says what up was nice meeting jordan in the big d carvin is a 
active participant on Clubhouse and uh, one of the original uh, true um, innovators in the hobby and the inventor of Exquisite, the cup, and just a, a wealth of information. Go on Clubhouse and listen to him talk. You can basically get hypnotized by Carvin. Glad to have you as all, and was also the very first guest I ever had on this show almost a year ago. I had the pleasure of meeting Carvin at Dallas a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he says right here, uh, great, nice meeting Rodman in the Big D. So yeah, that yeah, he, he's a great dude for sure, for sure. Chris Noel reflects what we have on the uh, overlay today. Stop Asian hate. Yes, again, we talked about it at the beginning and uh, definitely our hearts go out to the victims of that tragic event along with all the tragic events that are going on everywhere. We're, you know, it just, it's uh, what a time to be alive for sure, for sure. <laughs> but a shout out to Justin Bieber's new album. HGA is missing on the OCD market. I agree. They are missing on the OCD market. The, the ones who want the, uh, a lot of the uniformity. Milan calls them a gimmick. I, I'm curious as to why. It all comes down to the quality of grading. That's really what it comes down to. And, and the, the quality of the slab itself, is those two aspects to me are more important than what the slab, the, what the label looks like. Quality of the slab protecting the physical, the physical card itself and the quality and consistency of the grading. That's so important. And I know the hobby craves that, especially from the... Uh, the incumbents in the in, in in the in the space right now. Okay, we're gonna keep on going. Big Eunice says 400k for Jordan feels like the new, a new floor has been established. Sign of a healthy market. We will see when the next one sells. But I agree that would be a sign of a healthy market. Uh, and hockey guy says Jordan is so much more than Pippen and Robin since he transcends the sport. Okay, so we are we are much behind in the comments. Carvin talks about Gretzky so much more than Messier. Same analogy, definitely. Yahan says, uh, cigars and cards, de desperate to visit Nicaragua. Now, you're in Honduras, uh, correct? I just think it's yeah. so neat that, you know, we are literally leapfrogging the U.S. and, and Mexico. Yep. <laughs> and here we are hanging out tonight. We got great viewership. Wow, wow. Corey Carr says, Rodman will be popular forever. Good long-term hold. Very good. Vic Rios, I want to say uh, welcome to you, first-timer. Guys, if you're new, if you weren't here when I said it earlier, please subscribe to the channel. We bring great guests every Saturday. Glad to have new viewers and uh, trying to bring you great content. Not much at work watching this. All right, sounds good, Vic. Sounds good. Here's a question to both of us, Rodman. Display and enjoy or lock away your cards in a briefcase? How do you enjoy your collection? I keep them in this box right here. Um... Not, probably not the safest way to store my cards, but uh, I mean, I like looking at them. So, I mean, I just keep them close so I can look at them whenever I want. Again, a true collector, right? You want to look at them. I, I, I'm with you there. I'm, I'm similar, uh, Milan. I don't keep all my cards handy, but I keep several of them handy so that I can see them and enjoy them. Here's a question I want to look at from Benny Wu. Are there other card collectors in Honduras? Uh, not, not that I know of. I, I have a couple of close friends that have, have started picking up cards. Um, uh, but, uh, like someone like me that has been doing this for, for a while, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure, or at least I'm not aware of it, of it. 
It's kind of interesting, right? That you're you're there kind of on an island in Honduras as as maybe one of the very few collectors. And you got to figure if there were others, you would probably know about them by now. You you would yeah, have found some way to, to connect. So who knows? Maybe you're the only one. But what what a way to represent uh, your country. It's it's very cool. Uh, Delon says, "What's more regrettable, selling too soon or not buying when you had the chance? How do you, huh, Bo? I don't know. I, selling I too both. soon, maybe. I mean, yeah. Selling too soon. Both. Yeah. Well, or or I mean, not buying again. I mean, it's just I mean, it, not pulling the trigger and having to pay more. It's uh, it's always also painful." They're, they're both very painful. To me, I think it's selling too soon because you ha- you already had it. You know, you had it in your grasp. You had it in your hands and you let it go. And you didn't, nec- maybe you didn't have to. Maybe you did right. for financial reasons, but maybe you didn't have to. Whereas not buying something, you maybe bought something else or, you know, you just didn't. So it's not, it's not like, the, I think it's a bit of a, I don't know how to articulate it perfectly, but a bit of a, the opportunity was maybe less yeah. when you, when you, uh, could have bought it and didn't. <laughs> tough, tough one to think about. Okay, let's let's talk about a, a bit about the Dallas show. We've had some people that were happy to meet you there. What was the vibe in the room and the rooms, the rooms at the Dallas show, Rodman? What was the vibe there? How much fun was it? What was the mood like? How are people feeling right now in the hobby? Well, to me, shows, I, I take a, di- a different uh, angle to shows. Some, some people are there mostly to make deals or grind uh, I'm I'm mostly there just just to chill um, I mean I just love walking around talking meeting new people and uh, but that the atmosphere was great I mean I, I, I was able to meet a, a ton of people from IG that uh, I had been chatting with or building a relationship through a relationship relationship through social media and just being there in person it just to me, it's like, it's the highlight of the hobby. I mean, that's why I, I can never stress enough about the national. To me, the national is is the Mecca, right? Because it's like where everyone is from, everyone who's who's in the hobby, whether you're a dealer or just a collector, if, if you're not there, you're, I mean, you're totally missing out. I mean, and, and to me, the shows represent more of actually meeting people than doing the chase for a card or or being there specifically specifically chasing a card. Most of my purchases come prior to the show, so uh, it's not like I go with a a mindset of buying. I'm just like I'm just there to enjoy it. You know, it's really important because I'm with you. The hobby, you know, I like to use the word. Uh, how do you hobby? What what does hobbying mean to you? For me, hobbying, it's a lot of different things. It's it's looking for cards. It's bidding on cards. It's mail days, cards coming. It's opening it. It's processing it into your collection. But it's also the community and the friendships that we make. I mean, I got a friend in in Honduras right now because of the hobby. If I want to go on a vacation, I told you this a long time ago, Honduras is now somewhere that I'm going to consider going for a vacation. And if and when I do, I want to see you. You know, I, I want I want it to be yeah. in close enough proximity where we can get together, our families, you know, have spend a couple hours together. Like that is the hobby. I think Chris, it's Chris who's Chris McGill from uh from Card Ladder House of Jordan says 
The hobby makes my life better. And I, you know, that is so true for me too. Resonates 100% throughout my body. The hobby makes my life better. And a big part of it is not just because, you know, you look back at 2020, what else would we be doing with our time if we didn't have the hobby? I, I don't know. Maybe great things, but maybe a lot of Netflix, maybe a lot of, maybe we'd be working out more. Maybe we'd be starting other businesses or maybe Netflix, but thankfully we have the hobby to take up our time. And it's, it's just such a, an important part of it. So when you talk about the national being the Mecca, I, I, I completely agree. I can't wait for there to be another one. Hopefully it's this year. We don't know if it's going to be canceled or not, or moved or delayed, whatever it may be. But the opportunity to come, and especially with the fact that there hasn't been one for two years, and all the friends and connections that have been made virtually over the last year and a half now, yeah. so many people, and you had the you had the fortunate luxury of doing that in Dallas. But imagine how what how much bigger of a scale that is going to be and happen in the next at the next national. I'm excited. I hope it doesn't get canceled. Uh, I just. I flew back from Dallas and I was, I was reflecting of how much fun I had in Dallas and I immediately booked my hotel for, for the national. So I hope it doesn't get canceled and I'm, I'm looking forward to the national. Trust me. Yeah. Oh, I know you are same here. I wonder, here's a question on the Dallas show. It seems to me from all the content that I've seen and I've watched as much as I could from various, um, various content creators on YouTube and on Instagram, it seems to me like the Dallas show has very quickly become a must attend show. Do you, do you feel like it's a show that, you know, because let's face it, the hobby has grown so much. It moves at such a fast pace. Once a year isn't enough anymore. Is the Dallas, is the Dallas show going to be the, the, the show that fills the gap or the void between nationals now that's going to be must attend for hardcore hobbyists like ourselves? I think so. I mean, I missed out on last year. Well, all of us missed out on, on last year, last year's national. So I, I, I was craving for a show and I, I started, I mean, what, what was last Dallas show? I think it was like a month and a half ago or maybe two months ago. It, it was January. And I was, I was uh, um, consuming so much content from the Dallas show that I, I, I mean, I had to go to, to this Dallas show and what you were saying is the hobby has grown so much that it, we can't wait just just to one one once in in a year event. I mean, we we kind of need that exposure and we need that that um, platform. And I think Dallas is doing a great show. I think there's going to be another show in May. So I think their plan is to roll out each each every two months. They're going to have a show and. If I could make it to every show, I mean, I would trust me, I would do it. Yeah, same here, man. I I can definitely see Dallas being on my annual, uh, you know, itinerary of trips that I go on. In addition to the national, the expo in Toronto that I do twice a year, it feels to me like Dallas is is must attend now, and I can't wait to go to a Dallas show and meet all the people that don't get up to the national or the expo. And see them. And, and hey, even for you, it's a little—it's a little bit closer, right? I don't know what the time difference is in terms of your flight, but how long is your flight from Honduras to Dallas versus Honduras to say Chicago? 
to Houston is uh, close to three hours. Oh, so from Houston to Dallas, it's just like an hour, hour and a half. So it's 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 a really short trip. Not that bad at all. Yeah. No. I mean, Chicago is a great location because it's a hub city for airlines and, uh, you know, somewhat central. You know, it's accessible for a lot of people. But I, I, I don't think I've ever I've been heard- to Dallas. I've been to I Houston. personally love Chicago as a city. I mean, it, it's one of my favorite cities. Um, and uh, if I would have to choose between Cleveland and Chicago, I would much rather the show be at Chicago. And I'm totally fine with Dallas. I mean, I really enjoyed my time there. I was there with my wife, and uh, it's a great city. I loved it. Yeah, man. I uh, You mentioned that you were there with your wife. That's nice to always – make a trip out of it as well but i agree i'd, I'd way i would almost prefer they just kept the national in chicago and that was it you know atlantic city really hard to get to for a lot of people cleveland is cleveland nothing against it i actually I've, I've had great every time i've been to the national in cleveland i think i've been to three there i've loved it every single time it's been a, a national fun. a national in miami would be perfect yeah, it it would be. It's in a corner, though. You know what I mean. It's in a corner, but yeah, it would it would be fun. And there's a lot of action in Miami. Um, uh, the the Investicard group is down there doing special trade nights right now. I see them doing their content on on Instagram. Seems like there's a lot of people there having fun. So there's definitely a community down there. But yeah, and it's accessible to to more of the southern states and South, South America as well. Okay, let's go back to a few comments. Foul Fireball says the National needs to come to the West Coast. Uh, Kickdown says Vegas. And Carvin says rumors are if not Chicago, maybe Vegas. That would be off the charts. I agree. Karn Rye, my man from Big Three Hockey on the ticker right now, give him, a, give him and them a follow on Instagram, says, I can't even imagine how the Nationals is going to be like. It was a madhouse prior to the boom. It, I mean, the National has always been a great show. Uh, I mean, it has. It's always a great show, but I can't. Like Karn says, I cannot imagine what the next one's going to be like. It's going to be a madhouse, a literal madhouse, unless they control the flow due to maybe COVID or just controlling the flow to fire restrictions. But it's going to be a a party. I cannot wait for sure. Courtside says Cleveland was tough. Everything was so spread out. Yeah, you couldn't walk to the hotel. You can't walk to the hotels from the Cleveland Convention Center, which I believe that convention center is, has been raised. It doesn't even exist anymore. It's been destructed for a new for a new development. I might be wrong on that, but I, I know that they can never hold it there again. So, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Cleveland is Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean no disrespect to Cleveland. I mean, hey, it's the basically the home of LeBron James. Uh, Nerwin Ong has a question for you. Rodman, what are your next three hobby moves? Are you willing to divulge anything you have on your uh, want list right now? Yes, I can. Because some, some of them have, have are, are almost unattainable right now, so I don't care. Uh, the red PMG is like my ultimate grail. Uh, let's see. Uh, I... I I could think maybe HP 500 uh, and uh, maybe a credentials out of 499, the, the 96 credentials. Yeah, those would be my my cards right now. And I mean, you have a lot of Jordan cards, beautiful cards, grails galore, I would say, from what I've seen uh, in person and on your Instagram. So you're basically naming maybe like the only three 
important Jordans you don't have that you don't currently have, or am I is that just inaccurate? No, there, there's other cards that uh, I'm still missing. Uh, like I said, my collection has evolved, um, but yeah, uh, at this point, it, it, I'm I'm very picky because because in the Grail range, there's there's not that many options, and especially the ones that are are still attainable. So I think those three cards would 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 be my chase right now. Yeah. And I hear you on the PMG red. I mean, the green is something that I don't, I sure I'd love to have it, but it's not even on my radar. The red mind you again, probably something I'll never own, but something I, I, that's the good, that's the grail for me. That's my grail. Chris, if you hear me, same, that's my grail. Here. Yeah. <laughs> would, would love to have that one. Fellow five ball is, is 100% correct. The national should be a week long. I mean, yeah, I, I've been you know I've been to every national from 2008 until 2019. I, I think I missed one in there, and every time it's like you just you don't want to leave. You know, it's now there is one exception: the Atlantic City show. I went, there, I got there on the Wednesday. I spent all my money in one day, and I was booked till Sunday. I actually changed my flight to leave early because I was literally out of cash. And it's like, what am I gonna do? You know, so. I left early, but aside from that, I'm, you know, I'm going to be a bit, a bit more careful in my spending uh, next time. Either that, or I mean, I don't even know. Car, you know, even the want list has to be so much more focused nowadays. It's hard to go to a show and buy 20, 30, 40 cards. It's like now you got to go and you got to be a little bit more specific. I think with what you're going to buy, if you're, you know, if you're if you're a dollar bin guy, that you know you can buy hundreds of cards, no problem. But if you're looking for you know, cards of, of significant value, whatever that may be for you. I think you're coming home with far few less than you've ever uh, at prior shows. That just, that's just where the hobby's at right now. Um, Benny Wu says, I remember Rodman used to collect Kevin Love hardcore. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, in my early days, uh, I don't know how, but I, 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 I was a huge Timberwolves fan and uh, I kind of got, got hooked on Kevin Love. Uh, I still have a bunch of his cards. Um, so, yeah, yeah, but it's right. I used to collect him hardcore. And outside of MJ and Kevin Love, what else do you collect? Well, uh, mostly Hall of Famer autos. Um, at, one, at one moment, I used to – well, I, I tried chasing the 50 greatest uh, players. Uh, I wanted to have – uh, an auto of each of them of the players in the in that list. Uh, I still own a bunch a bunch of those cards. Yeah, right on. Yamwax says Rodman, do you have a favorite football card that you own? I've seen some of those '90s bangers on IG, and so I'm surprised you didn't mention it because I've seen some of those bangers on IG too. We're talking some very nice cards. Speak a little bit about the football cards that you're buying. Yes, football. Um, well, I, I initially started prospecting, and uh, I quickly uh, regretted that and said, "Okay, who's who's the goat in football?" And that was easy, right? Tom Brady. So that's that's how I started picking up his cards. What about? I, I thought I saw you have like some PMGs of guys like Dan Marino, maybe. Uh, uh, John Elway, Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith. Yeah. Have you have you been in and out of some of those cards? I've been in and out of those. Yeah, nineties because it was. I had a certain moment where 
all these Jordans started jumping in prices and I was like, just like, okay, I'm priced out. What am I going to do? And I started looking at, at similar cards that I was buying at this, at that time from MJ, all the, the per se grails, PMGs, rubies, credentials. So I started uh, digging into which, which players were in that set for football and I, I still I still own a couple of Jerry Rice from 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 most of those sets. And are you planning to keep those cards as part of a a, P, a permanent collection, or are they I've, something? You- I've like always when a big MJ comes uh, comes comes to my attention, and I have to dispose of cards. Those are I mean I have certain cards that are, are untouchable, but most most of the times the rest of the cards just have to go i mean it can't compete against an mj grail so no. it's only natural for me to let those go right on right on courtside collectible says rodman do you bring cards with you to shows i'm hesitant to bring any grails on the road yeah yeah well prior to the dallas show uh i i would just fly in with maybe a couple three four cards that i was looking to sell I wouldn't bring cards from my collection because my thought process at the moment was what happens if uh, if if bringing them could could lead lead to maybe moving one of them and not wanting to do it. Uh, looking back, I kind of regret that because um, if you're chasing a card and you don't have the cash to make that purchase. But if you're at the show and you have these cards with you, you could use those car- cards uh, to make the purchase happen with either via a trade or just moving them for PayPal or cash and helping that make the, the big purchase that you're looking for. Uh, I can I can relate to that because my first national, actually the two nationals that I've been to, I saw my ultimate grail there, but I didn't have the capital at that moment or i didn't have the cards with me to make the moves and make it happen looking back i kind of regret that because i could have had the red pmg for i don't know maybe 20 30k and i had that in cards at the moment so looking back i would have thought well if if i would have brought my cards i would have probably made that move so it all depends on what's your mindset if you don't want to you don't want to move them don't bring them and the other part is Right now, I, I have certain cards that are, are untouchable. I wouldn't move, uh, I mean, well, maybe for the red PMD, or maybe not. But uh, I feel more comfortable coming with them. And Dallas was my first show bringing certain big cards to the show. So um, I've been talking with Chris and, and Josh about this. I'll probably bring most of my girls to the national. And uh, yeah, I mean, why not? Do you remember at the at the 2019 national there was there was a red there might have been more than one but I definitely remember seeing one red PMG at a table and the gentleman who was selling it was at, I think his price tag on it was a hundred thousand dollars do you do you remember that card seeing that specific card there I remember my first national uh, MJ a red PMG BGS eight it was price tagged at thirty or thirty five. And next year, the red, I remember, I think it was a PSA slap or, or I think it was a BGS 8.5 or something. I know it, it, it was already ranging above 100. But at the yeah. time, I mean, uh, it now seems cheap. But looking back, it was like, 
it was a, a, a high price tag. Yeah, he was selling it. He was basically pricing it to really not sell it at that time. And now that's a steal of a price. Exactly. Uh, Kickdown says the PMG red is much better looking than the green, in my opinion. That's my opinion, too. I, I totally agree. agree. Yeah, I totally I agree. agree. I, I agree as well. Courtside says championship PMG is my favorite. Yeah, that's a really, really popular card amongst a lot of people. Well, where do you sit on the championship PMG versus the, the red? Oh, the red's still the red's in still terms of, Sorry, let me just say in, in, in terms of both importance and and aesthetics. Yeah, I would think it would be uh in in my um okay. It's kind of hard. It's like having child I mean having several children trying to choose which is your favorite. I mean, so you're putting me on the spot right here. Uh yeah. You can see I'm I'm struggling to to I mean figure it out, but yeah I think I think maybe, but then again I, I love the championship I own that card, uh, but if I would have to choose I would put the credentials before I mean after the oh no, I'm sorry before the red PMG so red PMG credentials and maybe the championship PMG. Okay, fair, very fair. Uh, Joe has a question here. He wants to know, is there a cheaper Jordan card that you have a special connection with? Yes, of course. The 92-93 Stadium Club, uh, the one that he's doing a, a crazy shot. Uh, and he's like uh, on Ewing's back, Patrick Ewing's back. It's kind of, I, I don't know if you remember that card. I can look it up. Yeah, I, I don't know it all. I can't think of what it looks like. But let me ask you this. Uh, what's the value of that card in a PSA 10 holder? I think it's around 700 or 800 now. I, I used to buy those uh, for around 100, I think, not so, much, not so long ago. So really, yeah, I mean, that that's quite quite affordable at 700 versus card, okay. other cards we're talking about that are well into the Here's years. in a BGS 9.5. This is the card. Okay. I pulled this card when I was, uh, I don't know, probably around eight or nine. So that's why I have this huge connection with this card because uh, I pulled it when I was a kid. Mine is. Put it, a bit put it a bit closer and tilt the top towards the camera, towards the, the tilt the top towards the, the, the camera. Yeah, it's a little, a little fuzzy, but we get the idea. Yeah, cool card, man. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Betty Wu says, Rodman, please show us your Jambalaya MJ 9.5. Show yours. <laughs> <laughs> There's two of them. How's that? That's killer. That is killer. Mine's coming through a little bit clearer. But yeah, one of my favorite cards in my collection hands down hands down beautiful beautiful sorry benny i know you didn't ask to see mine but how could i not show it as well uh, vic, vic rios wants wants you to buy his theater what's that all about? oh playmakers theater sure let's talk vic let's talk yeah i know victor yeah he's a good friend of mine um it's nice nice to know there's one even available up a, a, a playmakers theater out of 100 in a psa 7 I, actually i was Talking with the seller, and uh, we we had a I, I put in my offer 
and we had a slight difference of, a, of a, about around 5k and uh, I was playing hard to get and all of a sudden he texts me back and he's like I sold it and I was like dang and a couple of days later Victor posted it on one of our Facebook uh, MJ groups so yeah kudos to him yeah congratulations Vic for for uh, landing that card uh, Latrell says, Rodman, do you grade any cards in your PC or are all PC cards in one-touch holders? Okay. I used to buy all of my cards graded, uh, but I, I used to be very picky with grades. I used to, well, you, I don't know if you remember, but I used to, I was like fixated on BGS 9.5s yep. and I wanted like all that, the uniformity of all 9.5s. So now I'm not that picky on on regarding to grades, so I, I I like buying raw and sending sending in to get graded. Um, so yeah, I mean I I I, I prefer buying graded because waiting times are killing. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I do both. Yeah, yeah, okay, sounds good. Uh, Victory Investments, my man Sean says, great show, Jeremy and Rodman International. And guys, if you are not yet following Victory Investments on Instagram. Let me just tell you that you are missing out. Probably my my favorite Instagram follow that I have right now. Uh, just hilarious quality content. Um, and his rap, his 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 songs that he's doing are just raps are just great. So check it out. It's I think it's just uh, at Victory Investments on Instagram. Definitely check him out if you are not yet. You should be because you are definitely missing out. Uh, Milan says so. Nineties. Are our age groups nostalgia besides the fact they are timeless, innovative designs? Do you think collectors born after the year 2000 will ever value them like we do in 10 to 15 years? Great question. What do you think of that, Rodman? It's kind of hard because uh, if, if you're not part of, of that era, that connection with certain cards, it, it's it's not um it's not um how how do I, how do i say this it's like um it's harder for new guys to relate with the, with 90s uh i think 90s it, it's a special era or uh time cuz cards cards are not are not are not designed like they used to if you look now panini is doing a good job but the, the market has changed, I, I, would, I would say, or I, I would think. Right now, the market, it's more oriented uh, towards parallels or co colored parallels. And back back in the day, because there was competition, everyone was trying their best with with, the, with trying to come up with, with nicer or, or crazier designs. Right now, it's not oriented towards the design. So based off of, of, of what uh, younger collectors are leaning towards i would say uh it won't it won't be that easy but but then again i could be wrong i don't know well what i what what it makes me think of is the fact that here i am you know like uh you know in my 40s and i strongly pursue cards from the 40s even going back to the early 1900s strongly pursue some cards from then important cards if it's an important card in the history of the hobby, uh, chances are I, I want to own that card. So I didn't see these guys play. I, ne I never saw Mickey Mantle play. I never saw Jackie play. I never saw Bill Russell play, you know. I, yet 
I recognize the importance they have in the history of sport and in the history of culture and in some cases the history of society like Jackie Robinson and to me that's it's it goes so much beyond just collecting cardboard although that's what it is but it's again it's it's a it's a it's an artifact a memento of historical and important times and and glow and, and societal issues and sports have become such an important part of society and culture that you know if you want to People are always going to know. I mean, MJ transcends everything. So I think people will always want to own important Michael Jordan cards like 100 years from now, never mind 15 to 20, 100 years. Think about it. People still want Ty Cobb cards, right? People still want Honus Wagner cards and and Cy Young cards and George Mikan and all these cards that are, if not already, close to 100 years old. So we're talking MJ. We're not talking George Mikan. We're talking MJ here, right? I I can see these cards having a lasting power that goes for a very, very long time. And again, I've got some bias in me because I'm a card, I'm a cardboard addict and a lover. So I may be wrong and I may be projecting what I feel and think out there, but I, I think I think it's got more legs than that. Anything to say to that? Well, yes, I, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, my only um, observation would be uh, sometimes when, when you think about MJ, MJ is really tough to collect because he, he has cards in the 80s, he has cards in the 90s, and he also has cards in the exquisite era. So uh, it's very diverse. Uh, and um, if, if you go into the MJ rabbit hole, it, it's not easy to recognize that he, his best cards are from the late 90s. Most most of the newcomers go straight to the rookie cards because that what that's like the easiest thing to learn. But if, if you really get in deep into MJ, um, you have to get deep into MJ to find the grails and know and recognize that those are his best cards. And in my opinion, even more uh, representative of, 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 of MJ um, than his rookie card. Yeah, I think, you know, and I think what happens is people that come into the hobby sort of, uh, current, let's say in the last year or so, yes, it, it, it's, it's natural to go to the rookie card because it's what everybody kind of can, it's almost like a guarantee of value to a degree. You know, it's always going to, there's, it's always going to be liquid. Yep. But, as you mature in the hobby and you start your 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 interests start to expand, you want more things, and then you get into the, you know, the Adam the real twenty seven guys way of doing it is like he only only rare rare cards rare because we know from in the collecting fine art and that kind of thing rarity you know rare vehicles rarity is so so important not yep. and I'm not talking about graded population rarity i'm talking about rarity of the card overall you know and so yeah i mean that's why once you are once you have your jordan rookie it's like hey what what can i what can i add what can i pair it up with how can i build around it you know and if if you can afford it you're gonna go looking for i think you're gonna move to you may go to second year third year base flare cards it's that kind of looks good too with that with your jordan rookie but to go to the the rare, rare inserts that you just know are important because of their value, 
you know, if you can afford them, that's a good place to go as well. So I can see that happening. Yeah. Okay. We, we have more comments here. Benny Wu to Rodman power in the key or scoring Kings. Scoring Kings. I'm power in the key. I saw a conversation on this recently. Yeah. I, I, I forget where it was, but I'm, I, I, I see, I didn't grow up in the nineties pursuing the scoring Kings card, which I know is like, I've heard it said so many times, even the, the house of Jordan's crew would say, when you come into the hobby and you're going for Jordan's scoring Kings is the first card you go for. Not true. Not true. When I got into Jordan cards, it wasn't even on my radar because I don't remember chasing it in the early nineties. It just wasn't on my radar. Then it's not on my radar. Now power in the key to me, that foil top with all the, the foil with all the different colors. I think it's just a beautiful card. So that's the one for me. Kickdown says with social media around, it's hard to picture nineties cards moving out of favor. The designs are just awesome. I agree. Joe says, does Rodman own and or appreciate the star Jordan cards or not so much? Where do you, where do you, where do you land on the star card? The star card. I mean, just rookie, rookie cards in general, you know, they bring a lot of controversy because, uh, I don't know. The hobby is built on certain rules specifically to rookie cards. And if you go by that, those rules, the star company card does, is, is not technically, or does, doesn't uh, comply with those rules. And for that, he's, he's not a true rookie. Uh, even that's one of the big reasons why BGS um, came up with the extended or XRC denomination for the card, right? Because it wasn't packed pulled. That's one of the main reasons why it's not considered uh, a rookie card. Because one of the those rules is that it has to be of common distribution and uh, this card came in a set. So in regards to that, um, how I feel as an MJ collector, I respect the card. I know a ton of MJ collectors own it and they respect it and they feel it, it, it feel it lives under a sh the shadow of, of the Fleer Jordan. But, um, I don't know. I think that's all I have to say about that. Uh, I, I cannot favor or discredit it at all. I mean, because you have both sides, right? But uh, I just I, I I like it, but it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, I'm with you. I I like I think it's cool looking. It's a cool shot of him and all that, the 101. But I don't consider it to be a true rookie card either. I consider the, the Fleer to be the rookie. To me, pack pulled is the number one most important thing that a card has to be for my collection. Yeah. You know, now I will collect some SI for kids cards and, you know, and I don't get me wrong. If I could buy that star card at the right price, I would certainly add it to my collection and be very fond and proud of it. But to me, it is not a true rookie card. Mm -hmm. And I know it's, I know, I know that that is a delicate subject with a lot of people, uh, some people watching right now, I'm sure. Uh, there was a recent article in the basketball card fanatic where Nat Turner basically says, you know, it's. The rookie card is the star card. It came out first, but I disagree. I disagree with Matt on that. I mean, you know, we're free to disagree on that. It's 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 all, it's all good. Okay, keep it on going. Justin Bode says, uh, you know, I'm watching YouTube. '90s is the decade of decades. Sorry, he's watching on YouTube on my TV. '90s is '90s is the decade of decades. Younger collectors will realize it. He loves '79, '81, '85 hockey, and he was born in '85. Again, a sign that you know we can go back in time and collect from a lot of cards that came out be well before we were born. 
which I agree with. I do the same thing. Dr. Full, I would collect a card of Michelangelo if he had one. Age doesn't make a difference. So again, more, more votes for 10 to 15, 20 years down the road. There will still be a, what I, I will say, a heavy demand for these important 90s cards, if you will. Okay. Uh, Island Boy, my favorite MJ card is the 87 Bulls Entenmans. I'm not even familiar with that. Are you familiar with this card? Nope. Okay, let's move on. 23 Airness with the MJ icon there says, Rodman, what MJ card years do you collect? So many Jordan collectors stop in 99. Yeah, that's true. Because um, most of the cards produced after that um, were MJ in uh, Wizards uh, uniform. And uh, for most most MJ collectors, uh, that's like some obscure era or, or part of MJ. I mean, I wasn't even watching basketball. I was in college. I wasn't even paying attention to basketball when he came back. So I have no connection with, with Wizard uh, Years cards. So that's why I I, I stop at 99 because th those, those were the years where I I actually collected, then I went into college and forgot about cards for a couple of years. Yep, fair enough. Yep, good answer. Uh, Karn says, Rodman, you should look into the hockey sets this year that share 90s Jordan insert designs. And I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think you're much of a hockey guy, Rodman. I'm, I'm a big hockey guy. And a lot of what's driving my current hockey collecting is are throwbacks to some of those 90s basketball cards. The Fleer Retro stuff, you know, we've we've got PMGs in hockey. We've got Jambalaya in hockey. I collect these things pretty hard. We've got Essential Credentials. Several years of all these. So it's a big part of my, my PC. I've got a box. I've got a box filled with these things. I love them. And we're fortunate enough to have Skybox Metal Universe coming out. I believe it's delayed now till May. Really excited for that. So, you know, and Karn is a, you know, he's he, 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 he has a lot of, Great cards, a lot of height, a lot of grails, a lot of monsters, and uh, but he does all the sports. Uh, Benny Wu says the so I mean, 1984 Star XRC is the true MJRC in all caps. It was licensed by NBA, regardless how it was distributed. MJ was drafted 84, two years before Flair. Well, I just say no to that, Benny. I, I, I mean, again, we we all sort of have our own criteria, I guess, for what a rookie card is, and unfortunately, there is no hobby standard. So you just you just in my opinion, you cannot make that statement as as if it's just fact as, as you are. For you, it is. And that's totally cool. But like I, as I like to say, we all approach the hobby differently. We're entitled to approach the hobby differently. And the fact that it wasn't, you know, wide, wasn't available nationwide. It didn't come out of packs. It came out of cellophane baggies sort of things. Um, to me, it does not meet the definition of a rookie card. But it doesn't matter that I say that to anybody watching. Who cares what Jeremy says? That's what I, that's how I do it for my collection. I collect rookie cards of Hall of Famers. I have the 86 Flair. That is the rookie card for me. Benny is going to have the, the, the 84 Star as the rookie card in his Hall of Fame rookie collection if he collects Hall of Fame rookies. Again, we are all entitled, I think, to our own opinion. We're never. There's never going to be consensus on this. There just won't be. This card is very controversial, and that's okay. It doesn't really matter. So it doesn't matter because you'll collect what you like. Simple as that. But I don't think we can state as fact it is or it isn't. 
because there there have been some generally accepted requirements of what a rookie card is, and the star has never met those requirements ever. So, but all that said, and Rodman, I want your opinion on this. All that said, I do believe that we evolve, things evolve, consensus, not consensus, but widespread acceptance can evolve even. And there may be a day when the hobby in general considers the X, and it's funny because even Benny says right in there, you have XRC, which is is internally conflicting your comment, Benny, that it's because otherwise you would have RC there. So even you recognize it's, it's an XRC. So, but there may be a day when the hobby says it no longer matters that the card isn't packed, if the card is pack pulled or not. It's just like sheet cut cards for me. I don't want any sheet cut card in my collection because it's not pack pulled. It wasn't cut by the same person that cut it, but it wasn't pack pulled. I want my cards to have gone through the process of somebody buying a pack, opening the pack and revealing that card because that's, it's just, that's the hot, that's at the root of the hobby. If you go back in time, pack pulled card, whether it's a cigarette pack, a pack of chocolate bars, you know, whatever, a, a pack, a gum, you know, the, the, the standard, uh, a wax pack with gum or the foils in the 90s, whatever it was. Okay. Let's keep on going. Benny, you now want Rodman, are you wearing Jordans right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I usually do, though. Um, okay. Uh Johan says that star rookies are on fire, more rare also. Yeah, def definitely more rare, like way more rare. And another problem that card has is that. PSA won't slab it, which I think challenges it. And that, that now that shouldn't have an impact on if it's an RC or not, but it is a challenge for the card itself. I think some people will consider that as to whether or not they would own the card. It's also been heavily counterfeited. I know the FLIR has too, but what do you what come back to you, Rodman? What are your thoughts on, on this? Can the hobby move towards it becoming a rookie card and 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 are you aware of all the counterfeit copies out there of the star cards? Well, when I thought or considered getting uh, getting one, uh, one of the first things I noticed was that it was heavily counterfeit, uh, counterfeited. So that was one aspect that drew me away because uh, I, I I got it. You have to eventually put in the work and do the research and you have to be able to distinguish it because if not, it's too risky, right? Uh, so that's one part of it. Uh, the second part of it is um, the hobby has this particular way of working in which we make up these rules that, like you said, uh, become a norm. So in that regard, it, it's, 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 it's hard because it, it has already been designated as the XRC. So, I mean, what would have to happen for 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 it to be not considered the XRC anymore? It's like, I think it's too late for that. Yeah, it, it may be. It, it may be too late. I mean, things can evolve and change in time, but that one just may be too late. You're right. Yeah. Justin says, she cut no way. I'm on board for that. Air, 23 Aranus, uh, Jeremy, if you don't like the star bag set, how do you and Rodman feel about the MJ85 Nike promo and the Jewel Prism sticker vending machine pulp? I'll go first, Rodman. 
Uh, Tony Theoranis, I, I do not like the Nike promo card. I just don't like the card. It's too big for me as well. I have some big cards in my collection, but I don't, I just don't like it. Simple as that. So no interest in it whatsoever. I'd rather, you know, I, I, I've got my Jordan 86 Fleer rookie and anything else is going to go into the 90s, uh, the 90s insert cards as far as Jordan goes. As for the Jewel Prism card, I love it. I love it because it's so weird looking and I, I love it for, for its uniqueness. Uh, I don't care about the RC aspect of it. To me, it, it fits better with my 90s inserts than it does my 86 Fleer rookie. And I know it's an odd shape too, but it's just so cool looking. Where do you fall on these cards, Rodman? I feel the same way. Um, I don't like the Nike promo. I've never owned both of these cards. I don't think I'll own them. Uh, the Prism Jewel sticker, it's its a fun card, but it mm, doesn't, doesn't tickle my fancy. And it's been, it's been faked as well, which is cause for concern. I was reading about that recently, yes. Yeah, same here, same here. Uh, Johan lets us know that it is so hard to find a Scoring Kings Raw now at a decent price. Yeah, that card has blown up, even though it's not on my radar. It has definitely uh, blown up. Raj, Dylan, any love for the Jordan sticker? Here's some love right here. Now, this one, yeah. off center, top to bottom. But I, I was fortunate two weekends ago to buy a complete set of 86 Fleer with stickers, less the Jordan Rookie. Locally here, could that, that sticker be considered the first insert? I think so. It could be. It's a sticker in. Yeah, it's an insert for sure. I would say so. Yeah, pretty neat. I like it. I am going to have this slab. I don't even care what grade it comes back in. But this is the fact that I bought it locally as a complete set. I'm going to sell the rest of the singles in the set, and uh, this is going to stay in my personal collection because. Yeah. I had a chance to buy a PSA 9 of this card. Of course, we all did, right? But locally from uh, Mike at Eastridge here for, I think, $2,000 Canadian and a PSA 9. So I'll call it $1,500 US. And I didn't buy it. And of course, I'm kicking myself. But hey, we're all kicking ourselves for many things right now that we could have bought. Big Unit says 84-star MJs are rife with counterfeits. That's why PSA will not grade them. Thank you, Big Unit. David Owen says Rodman is the GOAT. David. I'm so I'm so honored to have the goat on the show with me tonight. Toa says the 85 Nike promo is so sick, not a traditional card, but definitely has its own unique history and story as a collectible. Yeah, that you know, that's I love the second part of that. Its own unique history and story as a collectible. And to me, that's worthy of, of collecting. I still don't like it, so I don't I don't care about its story, but I liked it. Again, we all approach the hobby differently. We all like different things. That's what keeps it interesting. So let's keep on. You be you, I'll be me, that kind of thing, right? We can all, and it's always fun to understand and learn how other people approach it. I, I love doing that. Ben, I, get it. I get it why, why they like it because I think that there's a story behind that picture that they used for that. It's the, that's where the MJ logo came from. So that's what that, I mean, that's what could bring some, I don't know, interest in the card. But to me, like you said, it doesn't doesn't cut it. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know that's where the MJ logo comes from. And if that if that's a fact, now that card just got a little bit more desirable to me. It's now something that, okay, now I, I didn't know that until right now. <laughs> You're going to look it up on eBay, right? Well, no, <laughs> I'm not. 
I would I would first verify that that is fact because I just don't know. But if that's a fact, and are you telling me 100% that's where the logo comes from? Yeah. So with that being the case, I'm going to have to rethink it. Now, the problem I have is that the card just got the card. The item just got more. Yeah, it just got more important to me, but I still don't like the looks of it. So do I still want it from an aesthetics perspective? Do I want it in my collection? I'm a collector who aesthetics are very, player is number one, subject matter is number one. Aesthetics is number two, but importance is number is also important to me. The importance of the card or the significance of the card. And that card just became important because it's the origin of his logo. So I don't know. I got to think about it. I got to think about it. But I, I'm, I'm really happy to learn that. If nothing else, I, I know more now than I did before about it. So that's really cool. Dr. Full talks about the the big Gatorade, pro, Gatorade promos that go through all of his years. Um, I don't have any thoughts on them. I'm not familiar with them. Uh, Peep says, did you already discuss vending machine Jordan cards? Well, we did we? We uh, talked about the, uh, the prism. Uh, Jeremy Flex in the R. Yeah, I just picked up that sticker, as I said, just about two weekends ago here locally. Uh, Peeps reminds me, hit the thumbs up. Yes, guys, please hit thumbs up. And again, I, I welcome all new viewers. I know Rodman is a hot ticket. So I thank Rodman for joining me and for attracting new viewers to, to the show tonight. So if you're new, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, and if you'd be kind enough, uh, subscribe to the channel and check out future episodes and past ones as well. I'll throw up the future episodes right now on the ticker. Some interesting ones coming up. Tim, you know, Billy Celio, Upper Deck. Tim Getch, founder and CEO of ComC, two weekends from now. And then April 10th, Ken Golden from Golden Auctions will be here. So that'll be a lot of fun. Check those out. David Owens says, Jeremy, will top 50 all-time NHL player rookie cards see a surge with the new TV contract? I don't know. I don't know about all time because it's going to attract people, I think, to the current players. But all time 50 NHL, I, I'm not sure. I, I can't answer that, David. I just don't know yet. I'm sorry. Toa says the Nike promo was inserted into Air Jordan shoes in the shoe box. And yes, they took the Jordan logo from that shoot. Very cool. Very cool. Didn't know the distribution method either. And to me, the card coming with shoes doesn't help the cause. Because it's, you know, there's, you see all sorts of things. It's like you buy a pa- you buy a box of, of, of sports cards and they've got the insert for the next products coming out. Are there like those, it's kind of, it reminds me of that thing. It's, it's just a packaging insert, but I get it. It's still Jordan. It's still early. Okay. Let's keep on going. Uh, Legion, good night to you. And... These entomans keeps coming up. I just don't know what it is, but uh, Mr. LAGN, loyal viewer, says it's very underrated. Look it up. I will. I will look that up. I want to. I'm sure I've seen it before. Uh, Benny, question for you, Rodman. Do you consider LeBron the number two all-time rank? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And and you know how do you you know there's there's often the question uh, about you know the goat, the all-time goats. And, you know, people will, 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 will throw in Bill Russell. They'll throw in Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem, of course, you know, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. There's a, there's a bunch of guys that get Dr. J get thrown out there. You know, it's clearly MJ number one. LeBron seems to be number two, but can we even, is it even fair? Kobe sports card review throws out Kobe. Don't forget about Kobe. 
is it even fair to compare MJ, LeBron, and Kobe to anybody that came before them? What do you think? You know, this topic always brings in controversy. Uh, I don't want to be biased, but um, I think, um, to, I mean, anyone who thinks LeBron is the GOAT, I, in my I, in my personal belief, I think there's no question in MJ being the GOAT. Um, uh, I, I, I had the pleasure of watching MJ play and win all, all of his titles, and I've had the same pleasure of watching LeBron winning all of his titles. And uh, if you compare um, their, their way of playing in clutch moments, there's clearly a big difference between LeBron and MJ. And that's, I think, the big, biggest key in which separates them. Uh, and that's why I think MJ is is always unmatched because he, he always – he, he he would find a way to make the shot that it was needed or make the defensive play that it was needed. And um, uh, if, if, if there was a last shot, you knew who was going to take it. Right. And we've seen LeBron hit the pass more than once when you, you need to make that shot. Right. So because of that, I, I will always take MJ. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. So Mr. LAGN says that the uh, the 85 Nike did not come with the shoes. Do you know, Rodman, the, the origin? I have no clue. To be honest, I have no clue. Okay. I, I'm glad to hear it didn't come with the shoes, I, I, but I still would like to know how it did come. Uh, Peeps, question for you, Rodman. What was the first and last Jordan that you've acquired? The first? I don't remember, to be honest. <laughs> and... Uh, and the last Jordan I acquired was a 96, 97 row one legacy collection of MJ PSA 8. It, it sold, I bought it off auction like a week and a half ago, something like that. That was the last MJ I bought. Okay. And do you have any Kobe cards? No, no, no. I don't. No, I don't know. Fair, fair. I, hey, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I respect Kobe. Uh, I used to hate Kobe a lot because I, I, I would, I would think that he copied MJ's moves, or was the closest one in regards to maybe clutch type of moments. So I, I can respect Kobe because of that. But um, I don't know. For some reason, I've owned cards, but uh, like I said, when 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 a grail comes to my doorstep, I those are the type of cards that I have to go right. So yeah, for sure, sports cards review. I'm a diehard Laker fan. My favorite player growing up was Magic. That being said, nobody is better than Jordan. Jordan said, if anyone could beat him, it would be Kobe. Yeah, that's really cool. Really cool. Yahan uh, says, "Wow, I really thought both of you would like the Nike just because of the pick." Fair enough comment. Raj says, what do you guys think of Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar rookie card? I believe Kareem is the still the all-time points leader, and he was in Showtime Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Kareem rookie is an awesome card. It's kind of the, the only time where I, I'm really okay with an oversized card because that's all they did that year were those tall boys. Oh boy. yeah. yeah. So to me, it's a legit card, of course, and I I love it. I have one, and I, I, love, I love the card. So there you go. You? Rodman? I respect the basketball history, and I know um, 
he's he's a big big name in 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 the basketball history so of course i respect him and uh, i've owned a ton of of his cards uh, and i think his rookie card uh, it has to be up there in the top 10 awesome <laughs> so, jahan i am sorry is it jahan or jahan i'm sorry but thank you thank you i thought i was doing it right thank you for correcting me i appreciate that Carvin says, I love Rodman stays in his lane, disciplined collector. Yeah, like, but that comes with experience. And, you know, it, it, it just, it, I think sometimes we get into the hobby and people get, they, they go here, they go there. And then eventually they kind they, they, they narrow the lane and that just, it takes time. But Rodman is definitely a seasoned collector. Courtside collectible says Kobe is my goat. Kickdown says Kobe is the poor man's Jordan. Kobe cards ain't cheap anymore, though. But as a player, I, I think I hear what you're saying. Uh, Joe, want, do you have any uh, Dennis Rodman autos, your namesake? I don't. I don't. I have a couple of Rodman cards, but um, I don't have any of his autos. Actually, it's kind of funny because uh, because of my name and my IG handle, it's Rodman PC. At the time I created my username, my thought process was okay, Rodman's PC, but uh, for some reason I ended up with just Rodman PC. So I get hit up all the time, like, uh, "What's this Rodman card worth?" or "Would you be interested in this Dennis Rodman card?" And I'm like, I had to put in the comments of my IG handle, like, I don't collect Dennis Rodman cards because I get hit all the time. Well, when I first came across you, I thought I thought it was Dennis Rodman too, and then I no no. The guy's name is Rodman. That's his actual yeah. name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then Joe says, oops, I meant Jordan Auto. So there you go. Do you, do you have any Jordan Autos in your collection? I don't. I sadly sold those to, to buy uh, one of my grails last year. And um, I don't, but I do have a signed basketball. I have a signed jersey. So I'm content with those. Yeah. Sports Cars Review says exactly Kobe did copy Jordan moves or videos on YouTube that say that Jordan, Kobe have the identical moves. Check it out. Benny says, do you, so do you chase MJ 90s auto cards or just inserts? Well, we just learned that. Inserts, uh, yeah. Vic, Vic let us know there will be uh, his 9.5 sticker will be at Golden Auctions. That'll be that'll be cool enough to uh, to see. Jahan says, uh, is it tall enough to grade if BGS grading short ones? Don't know what that's in. Oh, sorry. I think that's in relation to previous comment. Okay. Ah, super bad brings up a player we haven't talked about yet. Any thoughts on Steph Curry? Where do you fall on Steph Curry, Rodman? I love Steph. Um, when, when he, like, right uh, the year before the, the, the Golden State, like, they clicked and, Steve Kerr came in to play. Um, I started picking up his cards because I, I really liked it. I, re I really liked his style of play. Um, and I think he single, singly hand, uh, handled, handled, changed how the game is played now. So uh, you got to respect that. Yeah, lots of more threes being attempted in, in the NBA now since since he's been around. Yes. Uh, yeah, courtside. I, I thought Rod many, I would say. Sorry, many, say again? Too many threes, I would say. Uh, courtside, I thought Rodman was a worm collector when I first met him. Sports card review, Curry is the greatest shooter of all time, in my opinion. 
Yes. Rao says, do you guys think the Jordan jersey patch cards, which is a bit of a conundrum, uh, from late in his career have value? Nobody talks about them. So the yeah, jerseys and patch cards, yeah, I think they have value even late in his career, right? I mean, it's yeah, hard hard to get away from that. Be very cheap, but they they've grown in value. Yeah. Stealth shoes, Rodman. Do you think Jordan baseball PSA tens are a good investment? The SP card. Not my thing, to be honest. I I think it's cool because uh, he actually has a baseball card, um, but it. I mean, it's, it's not it's not something I would I would particularly be interested in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm of the same mindset. I remember that card back, you know, pulling them in the 90s when it first came out and it was cool, but it was, there's, you know, just not rare by any means. And uh, just too much. In a, in a, in a basketball, basketball jersey doing what he was, I mean, that's like similar to the Wizards, right? It's like certain parts of MJ's career that you kind of like want to, don't don't think about or cut off right so just stick to the bulls i mean you'll be fine there yeah for sure yeah i, I hear you uh kick down rodman are you happy jordan is a ud exclusive or do you wish there were current panini cards of his to collect yes um i think uh for example every everyone kind of like hates panini because they have the ex- exclusivity of of the nba rights but I feel the same towards UD because they're the ones holding MJ back and holding him to exclusive exclusive contract. So they're keeping him off actual NBA cards. Uh, same thing with LeBron and his autos. Um, so I think they both, um, I mean, I, I don't blame or I don't completely blame Panini and I, I don't think they're, they're uh, the only ones to blame for this. Yeah, for sure. It takes two to tango in that in that world where, and we're seeing a lot of that in in we've we've seen it in hockey. We've seen it in other sports too. Um, this is an interesting comment. Kareem has the most points of all time with only one three pointer. All three throws wow. and two pointers. It makes that number even more amazing. It really does. It really does make that number even more. It's almost like just. Never mind the amount of points a player has, but the amount of baskets a player has. What's is that a stat that is even tracked? Overall, three pointers, two pointers, and free throws. Total baskets made. Would Kareem be that much further? Well, he must be that much further ahead of every other player. Or, what would know. interesting to know is how many attempts he had in his career. Because I think. For a good part of his of, of his playing days, I don't think the 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 three point uh, line existed, right? I'm not sure which which year it came in to be part of the game. So you, you would have to look into that. But it's cool, cool data, for sure, for sure. Okay, man, do you want to show some cards? Sure, sure, of course, sure. I mean, where do we start? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm here's what I want to do because I pulled out. I pulled out all of my Jordans that I have uh, logged in my card ladder account. And I figure we might have some of the same. So what I was planning to do is I want you to take the lead. This is you're the guest. I want you to show whatever card you want. And if I have the same card, I'm going to, I'm going to try and find it quickly. And uh, you know, I've got a stack of 
of this many here that I pulled out. So I'm going to pull it out if I have it too. And we're going to just yeah. with the jambalaya. I know it's one of your favorites. So I'll start there. Oh boy. Yes. There we go. I, portraits. It's a really beautiful card. Yeah. If I'm going to put a, here, put a piece of white paper behind it. You can really yeah. see MJ in it that way. Yeah, so cool. This is one of the cards that we were talking about at the beginning of the episode that when I bought it, I guess, and now yeah, I'm learning how the, M the MJ crowd is like, whoa, where'd this new bidder come from? So this is one of those exactly. cards that I'm yeah. glad I over I'm glad I set the all-time high at the time I bought it. Okay, I got another one. I don't have it. Damn <laughs> it, I got I came so close once to having it too. I remember you and me discussing this card at the national and I remember you were like, I want to pull the trigger so bad on one. I was actually surprised you don't own one already, to be honest. Uh, one of my biggest regrets. All right. Uh, let's see what else. Oh my God. Okay. Let me try it here. Uh, rave reviews. Can't match it. Lynchpins. Can't but I can't match it, but show it for a bit longer. Let's get a good look. Yeah, that's a card Ooh, I love. The sign has the pinch holes. Yeah. So cool. So they don't cool. do these type of designs anymore. It's, it's pretty sad. They don't. Electrifying. Beauty. Another one I want that I waited too long on. Slam cams. Yeah. Beauty. E9B Illuminator. I have the I have the T the T one. Yours. Let me show mine because uh, mine is the T1 T1N I think it is or something like that. Where to go? Where is it? <clears throat> this card is often mislabeled. You know what? I don't have it pulled out because uh, the one I have isn't on in the card ladder database yet. So I don't. I didn't pull it out. All right. Cool. Oh, here, hold on. A couple comments here. A couple comments. Joe loves the noise, boys, for sure. Super bad. Great Jordans. And here we go. Kick down. Rodman flexing on Jeremy. He's flexing hard on me right now. But I knew it. Rodman's collection is second to none. All right. What else? Uh, okay. We already showed this, but it's worth to yeah, show it again, right? Yeah. Jumbo. What's the pop on this card? I'm not sure. I think it's around 40. There's two of them right there. Very cool. All right. Let's see. Molten Metal Fusion. I don't have it. I have a Shaquille O'Neal, but I don't have the MJ. 250. This yeah. one also has that laser cut. Uh, it's hard to see his face there. Yeah, just like the Platinum Portraits. Very similar. Yeah. Okay, uh, you can go next. Uh, okay, uh, just because it's in my hand, the 96 Bowman's Best Atomic Refractor. One my, probably my favorite atomic refractor. I just love the color. Yeah. I love the yellow and the red. Oh, I think that's first year atomic, right? 96. I'm not sure, to be honest. I think so. I think so. Yeah, gorgeous yeah, card. Love it, love it. You don't have one? No. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, okay, then how about this? We'll, whoever, we'll keep going until we can't match, okay? Right. 
Uh, here's a Rockstar's refractor. Beautiful. Yeah, I love this. Guy. I used to own that in a 9.5. Yeah, I got it back. So you don't have one right now. So yeah. my turn to go again. 97 go. Topps Chrome refractor Oof. with Rodman in the background. Nicely centered, and I know I notice it has zero greening. Those tend to hulk a ton. It's a beautiful copy, man. Oof. Thank you, thank you. And you don't have one, so it's still me. Okay, I, I, had, I, have... I had I had one, but I had to let it go. Okay, here's one. I don't know. This is a this is a card that you'd never hear about, but I bought it early on. This is the '97 Hoops Frequent Flyer Club Upgrade. It's a nice card. Yeah, I've never owned that one to be honest. It's a cool card. Okay, I keep going then. Holy moly! Okay, here I'm gonna pass the torch to you on this one. '98 Skybox Premium Soul of the Game. Beautiful. You Love have. It. You have. Oh. What? No, I had it, but I sold it. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay, still me then. I wasn't expecting this. '97 Bowman's Best Atomic Refractor. Nice one, nice one. I actually sold my copy of that uh, at Dallas last week. Oh, I had it really? in the five, yeah. Okay, I'll keep going here then. Going at it. 97 Metal Universe Titanium. I have one of those incoming. Okay, that'll count. That'll count. We can, okay, you're it now. You show. If you have it incoming, that counts. Okay, okay. Uh, 9899 Platinum Medallions out of 100. I don't have it. I have the gold, but I don't have that one. Very nice. Yes, it has the nice foil. It's numbered out of 100. I posted this card today on my Instagram. Oh, right on. That's wow. very rare. Okay, so where do I go next? All right. <laughs> Another platinum medallion. This is the 97, 98 platinum medallion. Beautiful. I do not own, but beautiful card. I love the Kobe from that set. Yes. I love it. I know. This one's also numbered out of 100, and it's also jersey number. Wow, man. Holy moly. Wow. Hey. What a piece. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right. What's next? All right. Ultra Stars Gold. Oh, another major card. I don't own one of those either. Beautiful. This one, uh, I think it has a low pop. I think it's around maybe 12, 13. So, yeah. So in in uh, in Fleer Retro in 2012 for hockey, they put out they put out some of these Ultra Stars goals, and I have some of those, but I don't have the original Jordan. This it's card beautiful. is also heavily embossed. It's kind of hard to see on the camera, but it's a very complex card because it has this nice refractor like cracked ice finish that was really, I would say, groundbreaking at the time. It's also embossed and. Uh, I think this this card has the second highest odds of pulling this card out of all the MJ uh, cards. So it's really tough to pull. And uh, it's also very hard to find in a 
in uh, Jeff Mint. It is gorgeous. Well, you're pulling out the next card. Let's. I'm just going to go through some comments quickly. Take your time finding sure. your next one. Benny Rodman, slow down, easy man. We love the card content. Benny says, Jeremy, what the f? You have all the PM PSA 10 MJ answers. Not all of them, man. Just a few. Just a few. Uh, you're the guy hitting me on eBay. I bought these all a long time. Well, not that long. A couple of years ago, for the most part, Benny. So. If I was outbidding you, it was back in 2019. Yamwax says, I'm so glad I didn't go to sleep early. These MJs are insane. Thanks, Yam. Sportscard613 says, damn, M Legion, amazing MJs. Matt Godfrey, Elon Musk should figure out why some of the old Chrome cards started hulking. Banger, thank you, Joe. Kickdown, you guys are killing it. This is awesome. Uh, Jahan would be easier spelled like that. Kickdown, Jahan just got the base of the refractor. Very nice. Benny says, Rodman, leave that Ultra Stars Gold MJ 9.5 up. What a beauty. Yeah, what a beauty is right. Okay, what's next? All right. I'm down to my top five. Okay. Well, I definitely can't match any of those, I have to think. Right. Maybe, maybe two of them. Shout out to my friend from Slap Savers. I use this one in particular for the the this card I'm going to show right now because it tends to green. It's already green, but I I where I live, it's very the humidity is very high, so I have to keep it in my slap saver to keep the humidity down. So what is this? Oh yeah, that's a grail. Amazing. Wow. It screams 90, right? It's die cut, it's embossed, atomic, it refracts, and it's also serial numbered out of 74. Unbelievable. What a, yeah, it's got, and it's one off the jersey number. Not that that really matters, but what a, <laughs> what a, what a that, that's an incredible card. It, it's just an incredible card. It wow. has beautiful shine. Legion likes it. Did you ever have a chance at acquiring the 97 credentials now at a nine? Nope. Never seen it. Never seen it at, I, I've never seen it in person. I've never seen it at auction. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's so, I mean, it's elusive. I don't nine, right? It's, it's, it's a true grail and a white whale. Joe says this is like oh. high-end poker. Too funny. <laughs> so I don't know if we want to show some more before I, I go into my last four cards. Well, I pro okay, yeah. I'll show some because I, I don't think I can compete with what you're about to show. So I'll just whip through a few. I've got the 95, the power boosters, PSA 10, which pretty really cool card in hand. The shooting stars refractor, Bowman's best. Beautiful. Season, sorry, Top Chrome season's best. I, I, this was one of the first ones I bought. I just love the colors on it. I picked this up at the National in 2019, the PSA 9, the base. That card is beautiful. When I grabbed the championship one in a, or the uh, the other one, I guess, and it, it also the PSA 10 of that copy. I bought this card. I love the Star Power Plus, but I really love the Star Power Supreme. I took this to the National to me in 2019, hoping to trade up towards the uh the supreme but th that card wasn't even there yeah oh the same card right on there we go what were you gonna you weren't gonna show it or what 
No, I, I, I think I forgot it. I was looking for it, but it wasn't in my stash. What about this one? 97 Generations Refractor. Gorgeous. Yeah. Die cut. Here's a popular one. The Hot Numbers. Really cool card. Like, yeah. Cool 3D. And the uh, the Arena Design team apparently put like their kids' birthdays are, are in this card somewhere, which is kind of yeah. neat. Yeah. Here's one of my one of my favorites. I I when I first got this card, I think I looked at it for an hour straight. I just love it. I hope it shows Warp well on camera. Warp sweep. I knew that. Oh, I love this. Card. Yeah. This might be one of the uh, I don't know. I just to me it's and it's not among his most expensive, but it is it's that's just the beauty of, of, of 90s inserts. Um uh, you don't necessarily have to to I mean, you could you could find this like that card. Like you can find some really really nice design and shiny cards, and you don't have to overspend, right? You have a, a, a ton of a variety. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and look at the tongue out on it too. That's a, just a cool feature. To me, that card. I, I remember I made a post on IG when I got mine. And you were one of the first ones to comment that uh, you could stare at it for hours. And it's right, because it has that like shiny effect. It's, it's like it's him moving. He's got the Air Jordan 11s tongue out. I mean, it's just, it's perfect. Amazing. It's amazing. Here's his uh, 97 finest embossed refractor. So this is numbered out of 263. I love this card too. It's kind of, yeah, there you go. You can kind of see it's, it's got, yeah, like, look at that effect there. Yeah. Really cool card. Uh, I'm going to, now the last, these, I'm going to kind of go, oh, I got, these last ones are pretty good. I really love these cards. So, um, oh gosh, I'm just going to order they are in my hands. This is a card that super low pop, um, card ladder has it way undervalued because there's just no comps on it. There's no Anyway, it's a 97 Metal Universe Championship Hardware. Super tough card. Love it. PS, PSA 10. I don't know the pop, but I'm thinking it's well, it's under 20 probably. I remember you outbid me on that one. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, this is a great piece. The uh, the Superstar Ultrabilities from 97 in the PSA 10. There's a nine up on eBay right now. It ends in a few days. So I'm watching that because this is another one that there's like no comps on. Yep. I want to see what the nine ends up and maybe try and be able to evaluate it after that. But it is yep. what it is. Really neat die cut shape too. Gorgeous. Yeah. Also a card I used to own. Yeah. I've only got six left, so I'll show. I'll show until until you can match me. I'll keep going. <laughs> this is a card I almost. I was like, I don't know, but I've grown to love it because I want my cards to be just MJ cards. So it's East West. It's got East West, MJ, yeah. that MJ card on the front, Kobe on the back. But after what happened to Kobe, I'm like, you know what? This card is very entrenched in my collection. I'm gonna yeah. definitely gonna hang on to it and. It's uh, it's a great card. It's it's a, yes. I, I love it now. I absolutely love it. One of my favorite cards in my whole collection is uh, I'm just gonna try and straighten it out. The Planet Metal, gorgeous card as well. I love it. I just love it. Yeah. And then I got the '96 Platinum Medallion, super rare piece. Again, like no comps on this card. I don't think. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. 
the 95 finest refractor. I love the colors. I love, I just, I love this card. No peel. Frame and all that. Yeah, it's, it's a nice one. Yeah, the color, the, the blue and the green just really pop. And then, okay, you, you can match me on this one, Rodman, so we'll turn to you. This is, I mean, it's in my top five favorite MJs for sure. I, I absolutely love this card. I'm in love with it. When I came back, that was one of the first cards I I really wanted. It's like it's uh, that one and Noise Boys, A Cut Above. Those three are like top 90s inserts for sure. I'm All right, so I'll, I'll step into some of the the, the last cards I, I brought out uh, to show. So we're stepping into the heavy heavy hitters. <laughs> 9899 uh, I'm sorry 9899 PMG crazy what a I card I absolutely love this card it has that amazing metal finish on it and it in the in the refract on it it's gorgeous his action shot as well is it's just perfect and Who's the other player on the card with him. Uh, last name Martin, oh. and it's serial numbered six out of fifty. Oh my gosh, what a card! What a card! I'm just thinking if we could combine our collections. How you know? I mean, obviously, you've got the Grails. I got maybe one or maybe my my Jambalaya is a true Grail, but outside yes, of that, you've got yes, half a dozen there. So, stepping into PMG, 97-98 championship. Unbelievable. Has that. Uh, Here, hold on. Keep that up for a second. Just because I want to I want to put it beside. I have the base. I showed the base earlier. So, like, this is a nice, you know, it's a nice placeholder since I'll probably never own that card. This is a nice one to have in its place and a nice card on its own merit too. It's a great design because he's, like, Jumping over Chicago skyline, so and plus the this uh, scope effect, it was kind of like groundbreaking at the time because we hadn't seen anything like it. You you kind of need like certain light to hit on certain angle to appreciate the the scope design, but this one's a really special card and it's numbered out of it's. 39 out of 50. Oh, man. What a card. Unbelievable. And I wonder how many of the 50 even exist to this day. Like how many, you know, someone was back in the day when people were pulling them, people might not have understood the importance or the significance or what they would one day be. They could have just been trashed or played with or not kept in good shape or thrown out. Exactly. And if you look at the pop reports on, on even, uh, I would say, more common inserts like HV 500 that it's out of 500 you would expect to have a pop report around easily 200 you would be surprised if you if you do the research and actually see how many of those have been graded it's it, it puts puts you in perspective like what you said like many of these could have been destroyed could have been lost could have been thrown into a trash trash can or are just sitting on someone's basement and nobody knows about it. So yeah. the odds of, of 
cards with uh, such a low low print run, uh, I mean, makes it even more special, I would say, 20, 25 years later. 100%, 100%. Is yeah. that it? You got something else? I got two more. Let, okay. Wait, hold on. Let me show mine first because I know yours are going to blow everybody away. So I'll show my last card. It's a pretty good one too, but I don't think it's what you got coming. So I'll show this one. I'll just show it. Everyone will recognize it. Oh, and a 10. Nice. Yeah. And it's basically crystal clear, like no tinting or anything. That's the hard part. I used to own that card. And when I bought it, it was crystal clear. And a couple years later, it went yellow on me because uh, of, of, I think the main factor uh, regarding to acetate cards is the humidity. And I, where I live, we have a lot of humidity. So uh, you have to, I mean, when storing them, have, have that in consideration, like uh, controlling the humidity and the temperature. I, it's such a great card, isn't it? Like all around the color, the acetate, and then he's just at full, full extension too. Like, oh. And There's something he, about MJ in cards that is special. I mean, he just looks great on cards. <laughs> I know, here we are. it's so funny. I mean, <laughs> you don't, okay, let's see your- people wouldn't understand it, but uh, us collectors, I don't know. It's let's, just, before you show your last two cards, let's run through the comments, and then we'll do your last two cards, and we'll call it a night, okay? All right. Okay. So uh, Superbad says, beautiful, thank you. Kick down any 90 hoops. <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus. Here come the rubies. Hey, maybe, maybe we're about to see some rubies. Duncachino says, beautiful cards. Great to catch a live show. Great to have you, Duncachino. Brian Kingsley says, hot cards. Jahan, main reason for me to grade is to protect the card. That's yeah, a great reason. Great reason. Yeah. Uh, Benny Wu says, Rodman, do you have Intimidation Nation? I do not. Do you? I you had do. it. I had it, but I let it go. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's last year, last year when I went grail hunting, uh, I had to sell and move uh, most of these inserts. I had about probably around sixty to seventy different inserts, and all slabbed in BGS nine point five. I know. So I've, I I've... had to I had to dispose of most of them to make the the grails happen. But I don't regret it, obviously, because that's uh, good. That's yeah. good that you don't. That's good. We get some fire from fire. Thank you, Jahan. Herman, uh, missing my bedtime. Glad it's worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, Joe, mosaic before mosaic on, on uh, I forget which card exactly, but yes. Thank you, Facebook user. Justin says, I'm just not sure you got better than 90s Jordan inserts. Yep, yep. Dying to get your warp speed graded and in hand. I, I can't wait for you to get that too. It's such a great card. Uh, Rob says, Rodman, I noticed you have a combination of BGS and PSA, whereas Jeremy, you mainly have PSA. Where, who do you fellas send your raw cards to rationale? I, I use PSA for the most part, um, for my cards, Justin. Amazing. Thank you. Daniel didn't know Jeremy had this kind of collection. Damn. Hey, well, there you go. There you go. I have some cards. Uh, Jeremy, to, uh, Jordan, Jeremy doesn't play around for a hockey guy. You got good taste in basketball. Thank you very much. Jeremy with a late flurry, but it's Rodman by TKO. No doubt. No doubt at all. Whenever you guys want to start selling fractional shares, let us know. Thank you, Kickdown. Oz Dad. Love the PMG Championship with scope pattern. Yeah, that is so beautiful. That Panini stole. 
LOL, big unit. I haven't seen his hockey. Uh, Joe says, great show, guys. Thanks, and smash that like, y'all. Good night, Joe. Thank you so much. Look at Rodman's smile. Yeah, it's fun looking at our cards that we love so much. Uh, Benny Wu, I literally just placed a few bids on more Jordan cards on eBay. Thanks, guys. 1400 stimulus check will be used as down payment. <laughs> Definitely. Hey, my man Darcy in the house. Darcy, awesome. Glad glad you're tuning in, and thank you very much. Oscar Dad, these are the cards that are meant to be graded, not all the base nowadays, no doubt. 23 Ernest, thank you, Jeremy Robin, for Rachel. Thank you, 23 Ernest. Thank you very much. Uh, Jahan says, I can't believe Rodman does not have a bank vault. Hockey guy Jay Lee can make Rodman jealous with his Madonna cards. JSUT, do you have 94 Finest MJ prototype? I do not. Okay, we're at the end of the comments. Let's see your last two cards, Rodman. Blow us all out of the water, and then we're going to call it a night. Okay, this, this is a true white whale. This card is rarely seen. It's the 98.99 Skybox Premium oh, God. Rubies. Also serial numbered out of 50. Let me just put proper lighting on this one. Yes, please. What a... Oh, dude. Unbelievable. Like, that is a true grail. That... Unbelievable. Beautiful, beautiful card. 37 out of 50. I'm speechless. It's it's one of my favorites, definitely. I love everything about it. Everything yeah. about it. And, you know, the thing... Lucky for us in hockey, they've brought back that design. And uh, we have that with... I love the way the Skybox logo is in red, in the red foil. Um, so, although I will never own that card... I, unlikely you know some major things have to change in my life for me to own that card i can at least enjoy the design in some in in uh in some hockey cards which i'm thankful for and i love them but what a card man congratulations last card this uh -oh. is the 9798 skybox ex 2001 essential credentials feature High on my high, high, high on my dream list, man. I mean, and it's another card where we have it in hockey and they're gorgeous and low numbered, but nothing compares to that one. What's that number two? This one's out of 72. And right. have you seen, like, does it come up? I, I know it doesn't come up often, but does it come up once a year, even twice a year, once every five years? Like, how often do we see this card in the wild available, like put up for sale or auction? Well, since the market has um, has exploded so much, it has caused some of these grails to surface. But if you look back prior uh, to 2000 or p prior to the last six months, I would say you, you these would surface maybe once a year. Uh, for example, the, the, the rubies, I think it, could have been more than two years since last one. Last one has surfaced, I think, or it's been even more, maybe three years since last one uh, has surfaced uh, at auction. So they rarely, rarely show. Can you lift it up a bit higher for me, please? Just because I, yeah. Oh God. Oh wow. And you know what? The special thing about this card is um, it's acetate. Half of the card is acetate. And half of the card is uh, 
cardboard. So it's a really unique design or how they managed to, to I mean, build the card. Um, and it's also die cut. That's the, 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 you have to hold it in hand to appreciate the, the die cut part. But if you see MJ right here, all, all, all of this part is actually die cut. So yeah. it's extra special, yeah. It's I mean, some of my favorite cards. And again, we do have these in hockey. They're constructed the same way, but it's actually, there. there's acetate along the back too, right? So it's die cut yeah. cardboard on top yeah. of the acetate. Yeah. My favorite card structure is that right there. When you have the cardboard die cut on acetate or even acetate die cut on cardboard, when you, when they make those, that when they use that combination, they're stunning. And that, and that's what essential credentials are. You know, they're unbelievable, man. Yeah. yeah. As Kickdown says right here, shout out to Arena Design for coming up with these concepts. Yeah. Stunning, beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love it. You have shown some absolute monsters, beauties, just beautiful cards, beautiful rare cards that we don't see very often. So what a treat this has been. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, dude, we're, we're coming up on two and a half hours. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Kickdown. Appreciate that. Oscar Dad, I love the rubies, but personally, the 97 rubies pattern even more. Yeah, I, lo I love both of them. I have the 97 rubies pattern in a Ken Griffey Jr., and it's like one of my favorite cards in my whole collection. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm just out of things to say right now, dude. You've, you've, you've rendered me speechless. So I'm going to go into a few uh, uh, sort of housekeeping things, guys. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. We're, we've been well over 100 viewers almost the whole time. I thank you all. If you've been coming in and out, appreciate that. If you are new to Sports Cards Live, glad to have you. Thanks to Rodman for bringing people over. Thanks to the guys at, at the crossover for shouting us out at the end of their show tonight and coming over. Um, if you're new, please hit the subscribe button. I greatly appreciate it. Trying to bring you great guests every Saturday night. So stick around. Lots more to come as we roll into the rest of 2021. If you want to follow me on socials, there I am on Instagram, Jaylee underscore Sports Cards Live. I'm on Twitter. We got a Facebook group for the channel. You're free to join that. And I'm also on Clubhouse, also at Sports Cards Live. Feel free to follow me and I will do my best to follow you back. Follow Rodman. If you are not yet, follow Rodman on Instagram at Rodman PC. And he's also on, on Twitter. I don't know how much you do on there, Rodman, but uh, you're at Rodman Martinez on Twitter if you want to follow him there. I mostly stick uh, to my Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of knew you were mostly your Instagram guy. So if you're not yet following him there, at Rodman PC. And if you go deep into his, uh, into his feed, you're going to see some amazing, amazing cards. That is for sure. That is for sure. Uh, Kickdown, thank you very much. Justin, thank you very much. Fire, thank you so much. Happy to share. It's been fun. We don't show, I don't show cards, you know, I show them one or two pretty much every episode, but it's fun to go through. And, uh, and it was fun going, going back and forth with you, Rodman. Really. Of course. I really enjoyed being here with you. And, uh, well, yeah, I don't know if you were going to say something. No, I, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm basically done, man. We got to wrap this up. I'm tired. Um, but you know, a couple of final comments rolling in stealth shoes. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Oscar dad. Happy to provide, happy to have, have Rodman really step it up for us too. Um, so guys, we're going to end it. If you want any final comments, throw them out there now. We'll, we'll get to them. Rodman, I'm going to turn to you for your final comments, and then we're going to wrap this up. No, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm honored uh, 
and grateful for for you uh, for being here. And obviously, uh, I want to thank everyone that uh, uh, came came to live and spent time with us. And uh, uh, thank you for everything, man. Oh, dude, you're welcome. I, I'm 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 privileged to call you my friend. I can't wait to see you again at the next national or maybe the next Dallas show. Whatever whatever comes first that I can get to. Uh, to everyone else out there, have a great week ahead. Have a have a nice relaxing Sunday, and um, hopefully we'll see you back here next Saturday. So, good night, everybody. Thank you again for joining us, Rodman. Hang tight one one second, and uh, that's it for now. Everybody, stay safe. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.